That's how me and Brian feel for being Ooh. back in 2024. Back. Yeah, welcome, we welcome, welcome, welcome back. Ooh. Happy New Year's. As Jesus. The people say, that is Queen Mother, if you did not know. She's so amazing. Um, but yeah, welcome back. We are your two favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negros. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we're here for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, the podcast where we put all the pieces together. We talk about the things. We talk about the perils, the praises, productivity, and the pump of circumstances of being black millennials trying to figure it out. Brian. Yes. Happy New Year on the Happy pod anyway. Happy New Year. Yeah. It's how are you? Great. A pretty good. It's a great year to be black. Yeah, yes, it is. We'll see yes, how is. at the end of elections at the end. Yeah. Support black colleges. Shout out to Spelman mm-hmm. for getting the $100 million. Uh, biggest single rich, HBCU gift ever. The rich gets richer. The rich get richer. Um, it is what it is. All right. No Shout hate, out to no, my no, sister no, spell, man. <laughs> no hateration in this dancery. In this dancery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's always a great day to be black, man. So I'm excited yeah. to be in the land of living. Glad to be black. Glad to be who mm-hmm. I am. Glad that we both have this long, kinky, curly hair, and yeah. this good brown. Uh, skin. So God has been good to us. It's about um, to get braided hair. up real soon. <laughs> soon, very soon. <laughs> uh, but a good protective style. My travel schedule is about to hit, and I'm gonna be in DC. And who finna be who finna be waking up and doing wash and goes in the morning, wetting his hair in that cold weather? Not me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So braids are coming. Braids are coming. makes sense. Yeah, but makes I love sense. it though. I do love. I do love my hair. I love. Even though it is personal to me and I enjoy it, I also love the fact that it still disrupts. Yes. Um, yes. I did a presentation with our board of directors and CEO and stuff, and I had that fro, I had them curls pop in. You hear mm-hmm. me? And I'm mm-hmm. just like, what? It's my hair, right? And um, I could st- I could tell because I was also dressed, okay? Because I, I, I had mm-hmm. to leave this house, I put on some clothes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I love it. I love showing up. How has 24 treated you so far? Good. Okay. The end of the that year was, was kind of tough. That was yeah, a no, no. Okay. So I had you know some emotional challenges at the end of the year, first week or so of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm great. I'm great at this point. Um, God is doing some amazing things in my life. I'm excited about this year. Okay. Um, I think we said it last year that we felt that 2024 was going to be an amazing launching pad and a pivotal year for us in, as individuals for the podcast, sure. all that kind of stuff. Uh, and oftentimes, and I'm not to hear preaching anything. Oftentimes, you kind of go through something um, to then get to a place in space in God to where He's like, "I'm still here, my nigga. Like, focus on me, refocus on me, focus on your, your passion, your purpose, and the plan you have for your life." So I kind of feel like I had that uh, those moments. So um, I'm looking forward to what God has in store 
uh, from you for this year. What about you? I just want to follow up on something you said. Okay. You said God says, focus on me, my nigga. He, he talks to you like that? He does. Okay. I just want to, yes. I just want to, I just want to be clear. Yeah. yeah. So the Lord, the Lord, he doesn't speak in King James with me. He, it ain't no thou, no thus. It's like, it's like my nigga. Like, like the way we talk to each other, that's like God speaks yeah. to me. That's, that's in a familiar you know, voice. Yeah. In a familiar voice. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's you know, Bible. How, that's Bible. Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is. And so how, you know, you can change like Siri to, to, to have different sounds and mm-hmm. you change your GPS to yeah. different voices. Yeah. Like I hear the Lord, he talks to me in like black man. You know lingo, so no, I you love know, that. yeah. I love so that. you know, he, he, I love that. he, you know, he. Don't, I'm not gonna say he ever curses me out, but he um gives me strong rebuke, and even when I don't listen, he's like, "Banega, like get it together," yeah. like you know, I I yeah. I told you, or you know, if Johnny had four apples, he he's a he's a he's a black parent. Mm. God is a black parent to me. He's a mm-hmm. strong black parent who could do for himself. That reminds me. Real, that reminds me real quickly of that uh that video where it's just little kid was saying, Jaden had two dollars, mm-hmm. four quarters, and two pennies. How much money does Jaden have? And little boy said, Jaden broke. He broke. <laughs> Man, he got broke. We, we, I, I do the math. We know. That's that's a now that's a, if I was a teacher and, and, a, and a kid wrote that, you're getting an A. <laughs> I'm not even yeah. looking at the rest of your math quest. I'm like, hey, it's okay. Hey, you're fine. Um. Anyway, um. So how was twenty four started with me? It's been great. Um. Mm-hmm. It's been the the first month of the every year for me. I'm not a new me, new year, you know, type mm-hmm. of person. Mm-hmm. Um. I am people who know me, and especially like the OG listeners of the podcast. Now, I am particularly consistently reflecting how I can get better, what I can change, what I can learn and unlearn. Mm-hmm. So the new year doesn't do it, but I will say, starting the new year, like starting anything new. Always kind of prompts this. I don't. Know, I don't want to say newness, but this kind of this intrigue of kind of resetting. I would say yeah. so. It was definitely kind of goal setting. So I started off. There's some things like um, I've committed certain days to certain things to make sure things happen. I've added a piece to my business in my life, so make sure I have space and time for that. Um, yeah. But it's it's been fine. Um, Ashley had an uncle to pass, so unfortunately, we dealt with. Death in the beginning of the year, uh, so continue mm-hmm. prayers to the family. So just navigate, but, but that's not to trivialize it. But it was, it's life, right? So navigating life and it, it hit. But um, but yeah, but I'm excited about 24. Some good possibilities, great partnerships possible. Um, yeah. Good projects in line. So mm-hmm. that how was your Christmas? Did you were you were in the Carolinas or the Virginia? Um, I was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I was in Virginia. Um, Christmas is Christmas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, is what it is. Uh, we we go visit, have a great time. Brooklyn, um, you know, um, my girls love Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing so like it. It it <laughs> so it it brings me joy to have see them enjoy their favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Brooklyn loves Halloween more than Christmas, but uh, to see my them God. really enjoy Deliverance. the things. Pray, pray, saints. <laughs> she likes the spooky things. She likes the skeletons, the goblins, the winches, as she calls them. Uh, yeah, they are that too. <laughs> she loves the spooky things. Spooky winch. Um, How about you? I just sang several bells last night. I was getting dressed for the gym. 
And I was just like, out of nowhere, I was like, city sidewalks, busy sidewalks. <laughs> and I don't know why. Maybe because it's still really cold outside. It feels like um, Christmas right now. I just, you know, it feels more like Christmas now than it did during Christmas because it wasn't it really cold for it Christmas. Um, we took, I will say we took our Christmas tree down in record timing, literally like five okay. to six days after Christmas. Okay. Like at the top, like literally, I want to say January 2nd. So a week. Oh. Oh. That thing was down. That's quick. That's quick. Ash, Ash was like, I'm ready. I was like, all right. I was like, not wanting to do it. But I said, let me go to the gym. Because mm-hmm. if I do this before the gym, it's going to take some of my gym energy. Yeah. Um, so let me go to the gym. And I went to the gym and I did it. And um, and yeah. So, But Christmas was great. Um, Asha, um, grandmother and aunt were in town. Um, so that was cool. They had family here. Mm-hmm. You know, exchange. Christmas looks different from my house now. My boys are older. So mm-hmm. there aren't toys some of the magic of it is leaving because yeah they still they still enjoy christmas but like the toys and the big stuff that you would have said i'm sure stuff you still do um yeah we don't do yeah anymore mm-hmm. um they're asking for num like jays i think i said this before the last year they're asking for jays yeah. by the numbers and um they got <laughs> they they got their own alexas they got airpods and apple watches mm-hmm. and yeah. a bunch of clothes and video games to go with their ps5s yeah. and roblox gift cards and maturing all that kind of stuff so it's really tech and they have so much tech that i don't know what the next i don't know what next year is going to be except to upgrade their tech um yeah so anyway but so that made it different because there's like no little kids and toy you know Mm -hmm. doll houses and kitchen sets and all that kind of stuff i mean i never did dollhouse i have a daughter but um Mm -hmm. but yeah like all that different kind of stuff so um but it, it was good it was good i did i think i said it um, would I say it on this podcast? I can't remember what I said before, but I perfected my grandmother's caramel cake recipe. Okay. And I made a That's double good. layer joint for Christmas and gone, demolished, niggas killed it. And uh, <laughs> I FaceTimed my grandma actually while I was doing the caramel. Yeah. When I tell you woman of God, they were opening up gifts because I always FaceTime my parents to open up their gifts since I'm not there. Yeah. And um, my grandma stopped everything she was doing. And locked in on that caramel. I was like, nope, keep stirring. It ain't thick enough. They were trying to talk to mm. her. And she was like, nope. She, I mean, she was locked in until it was done. And walked me through. And I believe, mm. I give her credit. That's the extra reason why it turned out so perfectly. Because like, I had yeah. got the caramel, but she was making sure it was the brown, the thickness, the consistency. She's like, now put it in the refrigerator immediately. So it can, mm. so it can, ooh, brother, when I tell you that thing, woof. Listen. That cake, first, let's, the cake let's, itself was let's moist. Unpacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I unpack two things that you just said? Yeah, sure, One, sure, it's sure. about the wisdom of the ancestors, right? Those mm-hmm. uh not of the not the elder. Let me say the ancestors, the elders. Yeah. Like yeah. just her of years of experience looking at something, and be like, nope, that ain't <laughs> it. You're on your way, right? Mm-hmm. It's the encouragement of like you're on your way, but that ain't it. And even like sometimes God be like, it ain't it. Mm-hmm. It ain't it. And keep and cooking. Probably in your mind thinking, oh, we good. We we good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh-uh, mm-mm, that ain't it. And then it came out perfect because you just listening hum- humble mm-hmm. enough to be like, you know what? She knows what she's talking about. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep stirring this thing, even though I feel like it's it's to perfection. She's like, nope, that ain't it. Um, So that, I just love that. That's I love that for you. That's yeah, cool. and it will. And I and I, I, a hundred thousand percent agree because I had got it to a space where I thought it was good, but she was like, she, she was like, when it drip off that spoon two times, slow drips. Like she was like, just her way of measuring it. <laughs> The way that caramel, and it's the, and it was the old school way. Like I've been seeing 
this I know the algorithms be listening to us. I've been seeing people talk about how they boil like the the milk in crock pot yeah. and turn it. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. This is melted granulated sugar and mm. butter. And mm. then you put you slowly stir in the milk and you add your flavorings of choice, which is in hers is mm-hmm. vanilla. And you you add more sugar if you need to. Like you taste in yeah. between, and it was just almost like a almost like a a, a, a sugary roux. Mm-hmm. You keep yeah. going until it gets that thickness and that color, and oh, it it yeah. Because the cake, like baking a pound cake, I mean you can mess it up, but to yeah. me that's the easy part. Yeah. You can get you a solid recipe and you can bake you a pound cake because that's all a caramel cake is yeah. at its core pound cake mm-hmm. but it's the caramel right. that makes the difference and um mm-hmm. but yeah so anyway that was really special to me because um i've said it before and i'll say it again my grandmother has more years behind her than in front of her mm-hmm. um and i and i'm not a baker but she's going to turn me into one because mm-hmm. i cannot allow she's the baker of our family like my mom mm-hmm. don't really bake my mom can yeah. but it's kind of like you know apple pies peach cobbler like she ain't yeah. no huge baker my right. grandma bakes down um mm-hmm. And it's all up here. So I've been mm. trying to slow. So my next thing is do her caramel. I mean, not her caramel, her chocolate homemade. Because she like melts down like the Hershey sticks that you find yeah. like in the bakery section to make homemade with cocoa powder. And like she does real mm. chocolate, like homemade yeah. chocolate, chocolate cake. Um, so that's mm. the one. I want to do that next. Um, her fried apple pies, I can do. Like she told, I, I can find a recipe for dough. That ain't no easy. It was how she does her apples and her filling that's kind of made it special. So mm-hmm. I got that part locked down. I just got to do a lemon rain pie I did. Sweet potato pie of hers I got. Um, I need to know how to make her tea cakes. Yeah. And it's a couple of other things she do that I really, really like. So, um, but yeah, man, that was that was special to me because although I wasn't there, like having that piece of home and seeing, like mm-hmm. Ash's aunt who don't even eat cake like that, I think she ate 50% of that cake by herself. Like wow. they were killing that joint, bro. Like they were, cause she was yeah. like, "Cut me a slice." They took some home. They came over. It was some left. Um. So anyway, um. But yeah, J five. What's yeah. the next holiday? What was the next holiday? The New Year. Mm-hmm. The new Did year. you go to church? Did you watch night? I I virtually watched nighted. Okay. I virtually watched nighted. Okay. Uh, I didn't go to church. I didn't. So so here goes the thing. We had church. Did you go to church Sunday morning. I wasn't church Sunday morning. I was like, I'm not going to Sunday morning. I was I'm not going to both. Well, you couldn't get uh, out the whole day. Well, I could have, but so it goes the thing. Um, <laughs> and you know this. You had you had small boys, I'm sure. You, at one point, your boys were small at one point, and you went to the church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I did not want to deal. So Lauren had a um, an AKA soiree, um, New Year's Eve party that she went to um, for watch night. And I really did not feel, well, I didn't feel like going out, but also didn't feel like dealing with like Brooklyn, mm. you know, at night. Cause she can be temperamental. She can be, yeah, sure, you know, and literally she fell asleep like 1201. Like, so <laughs> I just can only imagine being at church and it would have been mm. just a hassle. And when she gets like most kids, when she gets sleepy, she is just unbearable. So uh, yeah. I made the executive decision. I'm just going to stream in. So I streamed into our um, our watch night service, and okay. um, which was good. I was a little I was a little perturbed because um, this is okay. the second year in a row. I don't think our pastor shouted us into the new year. Like oh, wow. at twelve oh one, we supposed to be dancing and running and leaping and all that kind of stuff. So um, 
this is the second year in a row. I, I, I'm, you know, we'll see what what Watch Night or Crossover 2024 looks like, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I'm praying that this next year it ain't another preaching into the new year. It's supposed we supposed to be going for broke. We're supposed at to be done. O'clock. Yeah, supposed done. we're supposed to be just acting a fool at twelve, and we yeah. weren't. And I was disappointed in that. So did, I watched watch it virtually too. Well, we didn't. Well, okay. you know, I, I go to a church that has multiple campuses in multiple mm-hmm. states. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, they were in Illinois, and we watched it. We mm-hmm. literally watched it. The pastor preached a phenomenal mm-hmm. word. Um, he praised us into the new year. If they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't go up like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was a it was a great word to start off the new year. Um, the kids and Ashley even fell asleep, but I was up watching and. Um, mm-hmm. It was good. And then I did yeah. semi-traditional on New Year Day. Mm-hmm. I did um baked chicken. Or did okay. I fry my chicken? No, I fried that chicken. No, I baked no, I baked it because I didn't feel like frying it. Black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. And uh I mm-hmm. did asparagus because I had just had greens for the green for Christmas. Yeah. Um I don't eat cabbage and I didn't feel like mm-hmm. cooking it just so like Asher could eat some. I didn't feel like because I'll do cabbage for Asher. I didn't feel like doing two, three vegetables. So I was yeah. like, I mean, you go, everybody in this house eats asparagus. So that's what we did, cornbread. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I didn't do no more desserts. I think I bought a cheesecake, a slice of cheesecake from Publix. Yeah. And that was it. Because I'm, I'm at that age now. While I'm in my fitness journey and I'm going harder because mm-hmm. I want to, um, there's a specific summer goal I'm looking for. Um, yeah. I'm at that big age, though, Brian, where I need some sweet. I after feel my you. Dinner. I feel you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I need I feel some you. sweet after dinner. And the thing is, I want something sweet. Um, and I'll probably have a testimony at some point, but uh, you know, I was talking about I'm trying to I was trying to lose weight and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm down, okay, thirty pounds from my highest. Okay, so I'm actually at my goal weight. So, mm-hmm. but now it's the time to. So, what are you going to do now? Try to get the things together, right? Trying to get the trying the, to trying to... the toning of the okay. of the okay. things. Okay. So we have to have that conversation, and I'm a little more flexible in my schedule, other than the travel. So maybe we can meet somewhere or do something to, you know, uh, because I lost weight in places that, you know, normally, I don't know. I, I'm skinnier now, but I want to get mm-hmm. toned up. And then it's January. I got an appointment mm-hmm. to get something done that we talked about offline. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. the summer hits, you know, you can let the Lord have His way. Well, you know, in that mm-hmm. that's going that's going to take you down from for about three to four weeks. Yeah, so I probably need to start doing something between now and then, just to kind of kind of at least do yeah. like I can do like sit ups and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you just well, we can talk about it more offline, but it's really just the okay. exposure and the sweat and stuff like that that'll okay. kind of irritate it. Um, okay. I don't want to say too much more because then I'm, I don't know how much you want to share, so I'm gonna just leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Um, That's content, brother. We 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 will save that for content. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for when it happens. Um, but yeah, you can you can. I will. I'll say this piece. You can still live normally, but that first week you can't. I will say not mm-hmm. normally. But after that, you can do more normal stuff. You have to just be very careful. Got it. That's all. Um, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll tell you why later. But yeah. So the next holiday was J five. Mm-hmm. Right. It was. Yo to all the good, good noobs. noobs. Um, I had a great time with your line brothers and my new chapter. 
pending. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I ain't I ain't officially joined yet. <laughs> but I'm there. Uh, I went to a chapter meeting. To the so that, I ain't walked out to the altar. I ain't paying no reclamation fees. Uh, but <laughs> if I go to your chapter meeting, then you got me. Because for me to be, especially sitting on a Zoom on a Friday for two and a half hours, you might as well man claim me. You man, might as well claim me. I, and you weren't even on it, Brian. I, I was on it for like 15, 20 minutes. I ain't see you, so it didn't matter. You weren't on it. I went through that <laughs> list. Every time I went through the list, I ain't see your name. But no, yeah, I was on it was, 15, 20 minutes. No, that was it. J5 was great. Um, I will say, I don't say this often, and I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. all lovey-dovey and all that. But I will say the brotherhood that I experienced, not just with the group of people I was with, but just the yeah. in, the, 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 the building, the environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the whole vibe, it reminded me of why I joined Kappa. Mm. That's how much of a good time I had. There mm-hmm. was so much. And there were brothers in there. Like, there was a brother who's from South Central Province, where I was made in. Um, he lives in Atlanta now. We're not, you know how you're not enemy with nobody, but mm-hmm. you don't really mess with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that. That's me and him. We we okay. mutually don't really be like, mm, I know him. Oh, I know him. Right? And we will sure. speak and yeah. be cordial, but it's very... It's very Atlanta housewives, mm-hmm. like, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we keep it pushing. Yeah. Um, but we stroll together. Oh, look at God. Look, like, look at the bomb bringing the bond. I mean, together. and it was, and, and, I, and I don't, and it wasn't any inebriation or anything like that. It was a very mm. sober moment. Yeah. Um, but we did one of them Tennessee strolls that a lot of people yeah. don't know. He has, I think, people from his chapter, some of his neos. And he looked at me and was like, come on. And I was like, and we hopped in line and, we went around the room, bro. It was, and to me, that was like, this is the bond. Cause even, cause yeah, I don't like, yeah. we don't dislike each other. I think we just aren't fans of each other, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like no dislike or hate or anything like that. But mm-hmm. we definitely would have never jumped in a stroll line just the yeah. two or three of us. Um, right. So that was one example. And then I saw some other brothers who I know in the mm-hmm. city. Um, there are some, um, some brothers who I've, who followed me on social media by virtue of some of the things I do in media, yeah. um, who are noops, and I saw them in the spot for the first time. It was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. you're such and such. So it was, but it was it was so much love in the room. Um, yeah. There was nobody, um, nobody was out there trying to, you know, prove who's the biggest this and the best that. And this. Yeah. it was just, you know, Atlanta just outside of Kappa can't be full of that. It was just, mm-hmm. it was so much love, bro. I mean, legit. Yeah brotherly love in the room and i'm hoping that i can have more of those moments in kappa because yeah. again not to say i'm old but at this big age i'm disinterested in fighting with you over the little stuff that's that's that doesn't matter right yeah uh i'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at a point in my life right now i want to serve i want to cultivate mm-hmm. brotherhood and friendships yeah um and i don't want to i want to enjoy this bond that i'm a part of so yo to yeah. all the good noobs um yo. shout out to all the other folks yo. who celebrated um, mm-hmm. In January, the AKAs, the Deltas, the Zetas, um, the Sigmas, and that's that was everybody, right? Because everybody else is in that's November it, yeah. and December. So, um, yeah. so yeah, shout out. And it was back to back. It was like J13, yeah. J15, J. Yeah. It was like boom, 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 boom. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Um, yeah, I, I love the noobs, man. And, and let me, oh, and I even bought new nail. I saw you, talk, you showed me. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Go ahead. It was marvelous in his sight. Um, but to that point, like I, so I'm a, we're gonna go to move. But as far as like Kappa, like our our my line brothers, we have like our group chat, and we've been kind of mm-hmm. every day putting in something 
that kind of reminded us like why, you know, mm, we chose the best fraternity bond in the world. Like, so it's every day yeah, it's like yeah. we're getting message. Another brother drops something in and it's like, oh, you know, certain words that, you know, only we know that mean certain things to us. And, and you know, it don't make me want to cry, but it kind of makes me want to like, you know, it's I, I love I love Cap Alpha Psi, man. And um, it's a great thing. And I'm glad that you and I are our brothers multiple times over. Uh, and I appreciate that. So, you know, yo to the good noobs. Yo to the good yo, brothers. One more time to and all I say, yo. of the good noobs. I, 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 right. I, I, I'm almost close to singing to him. I just, but I'm not going to do that here. I'm not going to do that here. Now I got you know, on my mama. Play. Oh my hood. <laughs> On my hood. I look fly. I look, I look good. good. Touch my swag. Wish you could. I look fly. Uh, I look good. Look those hands together and give god praise oh i also um i, I frame i finally framed my uh my uh kappa joint if you can see in the background yes i have yeah. to find my <laughs> it's tucked away in a folder nice and protected i just have to <laughs> figure out what for it's just somewhere right where my elders ordination certificate <laughs> somewhere. Uh, yeah. the kojic one like the that, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm hanging hang my Kojic uh, ordination license. I feel like that's a little too serious for me. Or oh, I'm gonna put it up somewhere. <laughs> just the duality of it all. <laughs> I'm gonna put them right beside each other. Put them right beside each other. I tell people all the time that friend ain't up at a church. You got to pay your dues. To be listen, to, <laughs> you listen, got jurisdiction membership, meetings, you got district meetings, uh-huh. you got national convocations. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a it's the it's the the bishop's wife conference, the silhouettes. It's ain't nothing but a church. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same. It's all the same. And and when we when I church. when I joined, I was like, oh, this is this the same thing. It's it's all the same. It's, it's the church. It's the church. It's church. All right, it's the church song of the week. First one of the year, Brian. Please make it good. Do not let me let me let me, let me start off twenty twenty four. Nope, don't say nothing yet. Oh, let me start off twenty twenty four. Don't you come in here with no mess? Don't you come in here no, with no, 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 no Johnson? Don't come in here I'm with not. no. I don't want to hear no black thought. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear no. Uh, uh, as long as you keep, I don't want to hear sounds of blackness. Right, you come in. You you enter two thousand twenty four well, right. Looking. You know, optimistic. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> I don't want no Ann Nesby. I don't want no Ann Nesby. I'm, <laughs> I'm playing something that you sent me. Um, okay. I've been on my whole gospel tip. You sent the video, not a video, a song. Um, oh, if it's what I think it is, song. I'm about to go. With, oh, I know what it is. Why <laughs> master himself, Brian? You got to miss me. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's so good. You gotta turn that off. You gotta turn that off. You gotta turn that off. 
It's so. I'm gonna go to the the groove, a little bit. The simple. Go. Can you? Can you? If you can. If you can oblige me. Go to the yeah. end. The last mm-hmm. maybe minute and a half after the okay. after when they reprise it. Okay. Go right okay. there. That is good. That is for those that don't know. That's the the, the title alone. It's called Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Not to be mistaken Ricky. with the one from Reverend Timothy Wright. This is a different one. Mm-mm. It's a different one. It's, it's Jesus, Jesus, one. Jesus, Ricky Dillard, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. it's featuring Lisa Knowles Smith. Um, and there's no music like gospel music. It's just going, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. There's no Lisa music like Lisa Knowles music. of the Brown Sisters from mm-hmm. Memphis, Tennessee. Is nobody to play with all by herself. Mm-mm. I've been a Mm-mm. fan for years. When I tell you she walked that song from beginning to end and built that thing mm-hmm. as the Brian from the groove to the musicianship mm-hmm. to the simplicity of the lyrics to you talking about somebody who can drive a song and ad lib a song mm-hmm. and then at the very I told you go to yeah. the end because at the very end she take that thing quartet style and she called him Doctor Jesus. That's mm. that good Baptist stuff we don't do in the Church of God in Christ. That's the, <laughs> when they start calling Doctor Jesus and Master and Yes Sir, Reverend. That thing, that kind of stuff. Do you know I was born Baptist, so that kind of stuff oh, yeah. do some to me. <laughs> Listen, Baptists, they paint they paint that picture. They paint that Reverend, picture. If if they don't do nothing, they gonna preach Jesus. If they don't do nothing, oh, they hello. gonna talk about the man on that cross and him crucified. If, if, Ooh, that's the word. And, and, and they preach anything else other than Jesus and him crucified? Yeah. And they gonna Early. get him back up. So. I first heard that. I, where, where did I find it? I think somebody. No, I was. It was at midnight when I usually go through Apple Ooh. Music and see what new music dropped. Yeah, I'm, gonna try, I'm gonna trying to be deep. Every Thursday night I do oh. that. I see <laughs> every Thursday night. I just kind of see what you know because I'm. I usually I'm a late. I'm a night owl, so I'm usually up and on Thursday mm-hmm. nights I see. And I said, mm, let me see what Rick because that last album Ricky did. I was like, mm. and I saw he had Lisa Knowles on. I said, wait a minute. I love Lisa. Let's see what this mm-hmm. is. And from the first drop, I said, oh, this is the one. I know uh-huh. it's going to be. I can tell mm-hmm. y'all this now. It's going to be in my Apple Replay because I've already played it minimum 100 times. Oh, It's going to sure. be in my Apple Replay because it just, it's so, it's a great song. Yeah. And what, what me and Brian would probably have, we've talked about this offline. We'll probably have a whole conversation dedicated to it. It didn't have to be a whole lot of fluff. Mm-mm. We didn't need 15 paragraphs. And that's no shade, but a little shade to some of the newer artists. Yeah. And it, yeah. it sounds, even though it's quiet, it still sounds modern, but it's churchy. Yep. Like that mm-hmm. musicianship is not what you would have heard 20 years ago. Like no. that is, that's why I'm saying like choir music and more traditional sound church music can still hit. It can it hit. Yeah. Um, and, and, and granted, a lot, I ain't, I ain't gonna go down, I ain't gonna go down that road. Let me stop myself right there. I ain't gonna go down that road. So <laughs> as Brian said, that was, uh, Ricky Dillard featuring Lisa mm-hmm. No Smith, um, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Go check that out. Um, woof, and be careful because I'm getting stirred thinking about that. So that song is so Ooh. darn good. Um, yeah. Anyway, with that being said, understood and accepted. Let's go on over to the very first Blessed Report of 2024. Let's do it. Yeah. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the Blessed Report. We shout out black folks doing great black things. And me and Josh don't just celebrate black people and support black people during Black History Month and Juneteenth. We celebrate yeah. black folks 365, 24-7. Uh, and this week on the Blessed Up, we are going to support and celebrate the Do and CEO and Lights co-founder Maya Smith. The, morning. <laughs> the queen of phrase and worship. On my heart. And there's no one like Dr. Judith Christie McCall. There's not a person. <laughs> the vibrato of the ages. <laughs> and she will sing you to the rafters. Of the um, ages. <laughs> According to The Do, uh, it's an award-winning brand of super fresh, texture-focused solutions inspired by uh, the uh, CEO's life as a stylist and her love for the culture. Merging old-school flavor with new-school science, they developed a range of simple, multifunctional formulas designed to put an end to complicated regimens and conflicting information that are shattering the confidence, right? Uh, mm-hmm. at the do they want to keep it sucker free by ignoring the yip yap and fake ingredient hype instead they show and prove by doing the work and taking you back to the basics i love a good hair care product josh and i are are, are curl baddies i don't know if that's a thing i just made that up right um we have curls for the girls right uh we you know have products i always love to shout out product i don't use this but it is black owned uh of course, is in Target. You know, for some reason, everything we have on mm-hmm. here is in Target. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Target doing the great things for the black community. So, bless up to Maya Smith and the Do. Check it out right now. You can go to Target and, and it's on the shelves. Uh, anything you want to add to that? No, I actually used their curl cream. Their um, their gel. Um, the mm-hmm. I, I think it's the Big Daddy cream is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use Miel. It's Miel is still my girl. Shout out to y'all. But their yeah, yeah. the do their gel is actually mm-hmm. um, my favorite gel. So that is actually how I style my hair when I curl it for Got me it. and my boys. So absolutely go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I haven't tried their entire product line, but I tried that because yeah. I wanted. Um, I feel like you can love a brand and certain products within that line don't necessarily do it for you. Miel's yeah. curl custard was cool, but I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't quite doing what I needed. As, as someone said, like Luther Vandross curl didn't quite curl. It curl. wasn't quite doing uh-huh. what I needed it to do. So I just <laughs> randomly tried because I'm always try my black owned products first. So I picked it up in Target, mm-hmm. and after the first use, I was like, "Oh, this!" And it smells great. It's lightweight. Mm-hmm. It's 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 great. So definitely uh, shout out Maya and the Do and their products. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if y'all yeah, want to send us some. Uh, it ain't cheap, Listen, so you can send me some. Please, we we yeah. we will use it. I we use hair care products. Like I said, going back to Miel, like I use it to spray the texturizing spray to kind of keep everything nice and smelling good and, and feeling fresh. Um, so rest up. I hope I didn't miss anybody. There were some rest ups that happened. Uh, I got two names. Hopefully, I didn't miss anybody. Uh, the first one is Maurice Hines. Uh, mm-hmm. Last name sounds familiar. Uh, he's the older brother of Gregory Hines, uh, musical dancing actor, choreographer extraordinaire. Uh, Maurice Hines, same thing, actor, director, singer, choreographer. Uh, been in the industry for a while. He passed away at the age of 80, so rest up to him. Uh, Dexter King, uh, the son of the late great uh, civil rights activist uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, as some people say, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Dexter King, uh, the youngest son 
Uh, he, in his own right, was a activist, but more so an animal rights activist. He's an attorney and he was an author uh, and he even chronicled his life growing up uh, as the son of an icon. Uh, so definitely praying for his family. Uh, I think is Bernice the last one? Um, so and Martin Yolanda, III. And Martin the third. Martin the third is still alive. Okay, I felt like mm-hmm. um, I thought Martin had already gone home to be with the Lord. Uh, so well, rest <laughs> up to the King family, uh, <laughs> and a I don't know where to go from there. Um, yeah, we shall overcome. We shall um, overcome. <laughs> we shall overcome. Rest up. Rest up. Rest up. Rest up. Them. Yeah, rest next. up. Rest up to them. Dexter, I believe he had, um, I think he suffered with some type of cancer. I don't want to say which one because it's skipping me right now. But rest up. Um, mm-hmm. Tremendous legacy in the King family. Um, yeah. Just celebrated their father's birthday and national holiday. So I'm sure that was all yeah. kind of a um, a moment yeah. for them and the family. But rest up for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's electric slide on down to the billboard. Uh, let me just mm-hmm. let y'all know what's up. It's the first episode of 2024, and this episode is usually a culture code episode, which means that we talk about everything that happened while we were away. There's a lot of crap yes. that happened, so we ain't going to be able to so get much. to every single thing, but we're going to give you in-depth analysis of the things that matter to us the most, which fits our brain yep. and our podcast for those who are listening for the first time. So this is our living room. So if you want to have a formal living room, catch us next week. Um, we're going to dig right into it. Brian, you ready? I'm so ready. Let's get into it. So. <laughs> Let's go. Men are the prize. At least that's what Simone Biles oh. says. Because I didn't even know who this man was <laughs> until he married Simone Biles. But he gets Hello. on, he gets on the internet, and mm-hmm. Jonathan Owens says that they met via app and that they met. I think you swipe, swipe right, you swipe left, whatever mm-hmm. you do. They mm-hmm. match. She reached out to him and she shot her shot, right? Which is mm-hmm. cool. And um, which is cool. Which is which is fine. Yeah, which, which is women, cool. Not you a can thing. Do that. And um, do it. And and they at first he was like like oh, I, I didn't really know but I wasn't ready for a relationship but um they started conversing went out on a few dates and then you know eventually got serious and here they are right the internet went on a I think a tirade because the host of the podcast like really leaned into the fact that he was like he didn't know who Simone Biles was when they first mm. met him, right now mm. some people Brian began to speculate and say he was flexing yeah because she's the bigger star clearly right. So they seem to think he was flexing because who doesn't know Simone Biles? But, and and I tend to agree. 90% Mm -hmm. of me agrees. I will say this, though. If you are genuinely, it's hard for me to believe that. I'm going to take that back. 95% of me agrees that he probably Mm -hmm. was trying to flex. Because if you are an athlete in any capacity, even Mm -hmm. if you don't watch, like, I don't watch NASCAR, but I know who Bubba Wallace and Lewis Hamilton are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't really do soccer, but I can. Like, if you say Messi and some of the other guys, yeah. like Ronaldo, those names are going to ring. Like, Mbappe. yeah, I, I may not know much yeah. about them, but those names are going to ring a bell in my yes. in, in my ear. I don't really do tennis, but I, of course, I knew the Williams sisters. I know Coco Golf. Mm-hmm. I know um, Naomi Osaka. Um, Naomi Osaka. Right. I, like yeah. those names are there. Anybody else, especially the black names, right? Because that's why yeah, I follow a lot yeah, of black yeah. media, things like that. Y'all know I'm a I'm a professional sports analyst for fake. And <laughs> but you give you give me certain names though outside of the big ones, I'm still gonna know who yeah. they are because those names right. float <clears throat> around. And these are probably like basketball and football in you know in America is just kind of a given. 
But then if you go yeah. a little bit more, now baseball might be one you might catch me. Baseball might be one because <laughs> I know. Listen, the most recent person I know is probably Ken Griffith Jr. <laughs> right? Um, by by name, by name, <laughs> I, I am right. I'm so disconnected from baseball. I mean, yeah, so yeah. disconnected. Uh, and there's not a whole lot of us doing real, mm-hmm. real big things in baseball, at least from what I know, that yeah. it just don't pop up on my timeline like that. So baseball, you might get me. Hockey, of course, going to get me. Um, yeah. We ended up only like two of us over there. But right. gymnastics, while it's not the most popular sport, the Olympics makes gymnastics like an out front in your face type of thing. Yes. Right? Yes. And especially when black people specifically black women are excelling in gymnastics it yes. becomes a thing right yeah and simone biles is that girl when it, and yes. she's actually old in terms of gymnastics yeah. right age and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. so she's been doing this for a minute so i know let me just i could hypothetically say if i was something about me if i would have got that swipe i'd be like if, even if I didn't like, because again, let's go back to the the soccer people. Yeah, you say Messi's name without, and you, but you let me say, if you put Messi's picture in front of me without his name, I'm be like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but if you put the name, I'm be like, oh yeah, I've heard that name. So, yeah. but something about like me, it's hard to believe, Brian, mm-hmm. that I'm on this app. Yeah, Simone Biles shoots her shot at me. That that name ain't at minimum ringing a bell, especially right. as a fellow athlete. It's not ringing yes. any bells, like not one, no bells, nothing. Not a ring a ling a ling ling. Nothing. Not, not a not a nothing. Not a not a ding dong. Not a nothing. <laughs> and it's, that's just hard for me to believe. Now, I, now I'm not going to argue with him saying he's the quote unquote prize because we are seeing more women shoot their shots, yeah. right? And I've come from the school of thought that people are prizes to each other, right? Yes, I'm not going to say that I'm that. the prize or you are the prize. I think that we both bring things to the table. In some yeah. cases, there are people who clearly bring a little bit more to tables, <laughs> right? So if, right. in that case, you can say, well, I'm the prize. But, you know, yeah. but it's, if she shot the original shot and was a little bit more persistent than he was, then that's just facts. But yeah. it does not it does not mean that she could have chosen not to continue to pursue you. It does mm-hmm. not mean that everything about you was perfect. It just means that she was really interested. Right. And she right. and she was like, and she was kind of bold and aggressive yeah. about it. And she did what she wanted to do to get what she wanted. Like, yeah. and nigga, yeah. she low-key, while you saying you the prize, we can flip it and say, she bagged you. Right? If we if, yeah. if we, we want to make it a butt because yeah. she she's the bigger athlete. She don't need you. So yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus or minimize me, but I am trying to say like while people are trying to like throw him under the bus and be like, oh, he didn't protect Simone. I think a part of that was his his ego, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Not wanting yeah. to make it sound that way. Um, but it's hard for me to believe that you didn't know who Simone Biles was. I do believe yeah. as a man, you can be the prize um, yeah. because I believe men and women are prizes. And I yeah. also believe that there's nothing wrong with a woman shooting her shot if that's the truth of the matter. Like for me yeah. and Asher, I shot my shot first, but I also found out while I was peeping her, somebody came to me, her friend whispered in my ear, hey, my girl, like you. Same. Right? Same. So Same. I was already checking Asher, but I yeah. got put on game first, right? So I could tell yeah. the story from that perspective, right? But it's yeah. not, I was already peeping her. So like, 
it's those kind of things happen. And it's just, so the, mm-hmm. the the story is true. Where are you yeah. now? How are you handling this? And I just think there was just a case of him, a, a ego, yeah, and not really communicating. You know what I'm saying? In the best of ways, what really went down? Because like I said, I feel like you can say, yeah, she shot her shot at me, but but because because here's the other part. And I'm, I'm throwing it to you, Bryce. I want to hear your thoughts. She made a shot yeah. her shot first, but you still responded. You went on them yeah. dates. You and if you yeah. didn't know who she was, that means you were genuinely interested in who she was as a person, yeah. as a woman, before yeah. finding out she was Simone Biles. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think my, the hardest part. To, I agree with all that. Uh, men can be the prize. Um, a prize. I'm say that men can be a prize. Um, I feel like that should be a thing. Like you know, like nigga, there's good niggas out there, right? So if you have one, mm-hmm. celebrate them. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Uh, to the other point, the biggest thing is like the hardest part was him saying he had no clue who she was. And the it's last so hard to 20, believe, in the last 20 years, there's yeah. only two Olympic athletes that were as decorated. So in Olympics, there's two categories, three, three, three categories. There's swimming, there's track and field, and then there's gymnastics, right? Mm-hmm. We ain't really had nobody in the in the in the track and field. Really, is really Jamaica has been killing it. So Usain Bolt was has kind of had that on lock. And Shikari, Shikari's giving us Shikari's, Shikari's coming Shikari's up. Give, she's yep. coming up now. Michael Phelps is swimming. Like everybody knows Michael Phelps. You know Michael right? Phelps. If you never watch swimming, you know that name. You know him. You know him. And then Simone Biles. Simone Biles and Michael Phelps are probably the two most decorated U.S. Olympic athletes in the history mm-hmm. of. Of the country, mm-hmm. so to me, for him to say he had no clue who she was to me, and you're a twenty what year old, like you know, I don't know how old he is, but y'all similar in age. Yep, they're similar in age, man. Right, and I want to say she was has been at least the last three Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. So, and they're like every to me so many years. So like she's that's over a span. She's, yeah, so to me that that was the, that was the hard part for him to say I had no clue who she was, um, but. To me, I feel like it was really ego was was speaking through. Um yeah. because he's he's and I know she said, Oh, one day I want to be his Jonathan owns his wife girl. It's not gonna happen. Never. And 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 what does I, he do? I I he, he plays I play, he plays football. I don't know what position he plays. I had never heard of him until that interview. I had never heard of that man until that interview. Well, I had I never knew his name. I had seen him around because I've seen, like I said, social media. He's popped up on my timeline, but I with her. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. you know, I, I, so he's a defensive but, back for. Oh, he's a safety for Green Bay. Yeah, who's not even in playoffs no more. Um, but I feel like I I don't want her to let this nigga like may have her feel like she needs to dim her light. Mm-hmm. Like you're Simone freaking Biles, like you you're Simone freaking Biles, my nigga. Like that's nigga. The president probably had you probably had the president's phone number. Well, the former president's phone number. Like you know what I mean. Like there's like yeah. walk walk in that that you're Simone Biles. Like you are an inspiration. You're an you're an icon. This nigga ain't no icon. Like he's none of those things. And he may he may never be, end up being. A portion or piece of what you, what your 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 he legacy. Won't, he won't, she has he a won't. whole legacy. He won't. Right. I had, we had and to look him thinking, up to see what team and position he played for. 
Right. And he goes the thing. She's going to she this is 2024. She's probably gonna be in the Olympics again. It's probably gonna mark it. Like Oh yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like she has a she has moves named after her. Like and, it, there's, and, there's, and here's the beauty. There's no way. Here's the beauty where I know it's an ego and it's an insecurity. Cause you because not only did it's hard to believe you didn't know who she was. You tried to you kept emphasizing the fact that she shot her shot first and I wasn't that interested in all these I'm different the kind of things. And I'm so like, the, you know, you know. And, I, and she chose me. And, and here's the thing. The fact of the matter is she, like I was saying earlier, if she shot her shot first, that's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. But it, it takes mutual interest because because you because yes. what also could be true is that as a student athlete, I think at the time, you could have been like, mm-hmm. I ain't looking for no real relationship. That's what she wanted. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I really, I really wasn't on that time. But as I got to know her, I'm like, you know what? That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, F all that, I want to be, you mm-hmm. know, because that's because essentially that's what happened yeah. when I first met yeah. again. Use my own life. When I first met Ash, when the first conversation we had was, I'm digging you. I don't be honest. I just got out of a relationship, so I don't know if I'm looking for anything serious right now. We had that yeah. conversation up front. So again, that can be true. But the more I got to know Ash, the more we dated, the more we hung out, I was like, throw that out the window. I'm I'm ready. Mm. I'm ready to be in a, a long term relationship or, or a monogamous yeah. relationship again, right? Mm-hmm. So that, but I'm not going to ever downplay the fact and be like, oh, she was chasing me. She was chasing me. No, I was. It wasn't she was chasing me. We just had an honest conversation about right. what I wasn't necessarily ready for. But the but us spending more time together changed that. And I was like, you know what? I want to do this with you. You're different. I want to do this with you. And essentially, bro, that's what happened mm-hmm. because. I see nowhere in the story where she was like, she forced your hand. Yeah. Right? And I could be honest yeah. and say, you're a handsome guy. You're athletic. I'm sure you had all the women, you know, at your college, whatever. But you but you still decided for whatever reason, right, to meet her at that interest level and mm-hmm. pursue this thing together. So for me, yeah. it was the doubling down on not knowing her. The doubling down on the fact that it, you made it almost seem like she was thirsty for you. Like, Simone Biles mm-hmm. probably could have, you know, there are men... <laughs> Whether they were genuinely interested or not, even just on a success rate, there are men who yeah. would, like give up all to be with Simone Biles. Like, bro, you, like, you can be yeah. replaced, right? Because yes. to your point, she's Simone Biles. She yes. is Simone Biles. She's Simone right? Biles, <laughs> right? And at the end of the day, and that's and and this is not to discredit you, but to like just keep it a book. You're you're likely not going to be on the Packers team in the next couple of years. I'm sure you make it quick. <laughs> like, because because like, it's I'm possible. not even a big I'm not even a big football guy. But you're not you're not a star player. You're probably a bench. You're coming off the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like no one like we I, we don't know you, bro. Like nobody's <laughs> calling your name on like stat sheets outside of this. nobody's calling your name right. on stat sheets. Your name is associated even with this interview. Your name is your this interview even only happened because of your relationship. They did not yeah. interview nigga because you were this amazing safety for the Packers, right? So, yeah. like, if we really want to humble you, like your <laughs> press is because of your yeah. relationship, not your yeah. career, your proximity so, to power, right? Take your one point two million dollars <laughs> over the next four year contract, whatever that is, right. stack your dough, invest it somewhere, and ride and and be a kept man. <laughs> Hello, you know you know what I would pay to be a kept man. <laughs> Right, I don't want this job no more. We don't want to work. I don't work. want this job no more. I'm gonna play to me these next two, three years that I got. I'm gonna ride this, ride this Green Bay contract as long as I can. Maybe some other team picks me up. I'm starting a sports podcast somewhere. <laughs> with, Listen, with the, like because you, you already know it's gonna pop off. Like, yeah, leverage, leverage what you have and live life. Yes. and support your wife. Have some kids. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Build a be a beautiful be, black family and go on about y'all business. Right. Man. All be this extra that you ain't gotta do, bro. You ain't gotta no, do you it. Don't.
<sighs> All right. That's enough of that because black people, niggas in relationships. Yeah. I saw, let me say something real quick side on relationships. I saw somebody post okay. on Facebook that said, we need to do a where are they now for the owns black love because oh. almost every couple is no longer a couple. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. Yeah. Missy Nash and her husband. Uh-huh. I think they showed Megan Good. Uh-huh. I think they showed it was two more other people that are now yeah. divorced. Some pro- high profile people. High profile yeah. people. And, and it happens, but it's just like you know, to this point, ride the wave, y'all, and and pray for the best of a long-term marital status with your wife. Mm-hmm. So be mm-hmm. Mr. Biles, okay? And love it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, love it's it. It's fine. All right. Mm-hmm. It's All right. okay. Next. Well, well, maybe she should have started with this because we talked about New Year's Eve. Okay. And going to church. And there were thousands of people who went to this one particular Atlanta church. And uh, mm. I'm just going to, you know, and, you know, and, you know, the things happen. The things that happen. This, but this is what really got the people going um, okay. at that church. Man, I got this I'm still playing it because I want to make a point about something. That's all I needed y'all to hear. I needed y'all to hear those first two lines of the verse. All right. So y'all know Brian and I don't really do church gossip. It's not our thing. Mm-mm-mm. It was all over the place. This particular story was all over the place. And it was all over the place because people were questioning whether or not it was okay. It was um, morally permissible. I'm going to use them. Let me, let me put on my, my philosophy hat that I think. I passed philosophy okay. at Morehouse. Whether it was morally permissible, Brian, to play mm-hmm. to swag surfing, play swag surfing in a church. Someone asked me, what are my thoughts? I'm going to tell you this. As a, I don't think I told y'all. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a associate pastor or whatever at my church. That's the probably the first lesson you know. we talk about that, right? As a, but you guys, if I were a senior said, pastor, right, which is your next step? I don't know. You can save that. <laughs> but if, with with the, with the decision making power that I do have in my current role, mm-hmm. y'all know me. I enjoy hip hop. Mm-hmm. I reference yeah. culture and music in sermons, speeches, talk, excuse me, talks, all those different kinds of things. I don't know that I would swag surfing church because I just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I also don't know that swag surfing in any Christian context is, is morally impermissible. Example, mm-hmm. church picnics. Yeah. Maybe the banquet that's off-site because there's something, yeah. I don't care how liberal I get, there's something sacred about the sanctuary. <laughs> Yes, right. agreed. Um, but because of Swag Surf, and I played you the lyrics. Now a lot of us don't really listen to the lyrics of Swag Surf. We just get mm-hmm. the rocking. We get the we rocking get the and rockin'. waving. That's it. <laughs> when we hear it, it just turns us on. We don't. It we does. we hear the hypnotic, exotic. It's after you think about it, like, wait a minute, oh hypnotic and exotic, right? Um, <laughs> but in the moment, you really start. And again, let me let me, let, me, let me cook a little bit. I don't think anything is inherently wrong with swag surfing or swag surfing to the song. 
Would I do it in mm-hmm. church personally? No. Had I no. decided for whatever reason to do it in church, have, would I have played the clean version? Yes. I'll take you even further than mm-hmm. I would have played the instrumental. Because mm-hmm. as a culture, that song is so potent that yes. the instrumental alone is going to do exactly what you intended for it yes. to do. Now, will I say that, and this is going to say this, I wouldn't do it in church mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know that I want to be a part of a church that's going to swag surf because mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you do. I don't know that that is the type of church I'm looking for. I'm mm-hmm. also not saying that, and this is not for me taking up for anybody. I'm not saying that those type of churches don't have their place because there are mm-hmm. people in their Christian journey. In DEI, we, we talk about this concept, Brian, called on-ramping and off-ramping. And on-ramping pretty much means just like, just like you would think in the highway, it's what can mm-hmm. I do to get you on this path? So if mm-hmm. that type of church or that type of activity is the way to get you at least on the path, I got you mm-hmm. on the path. And I'm mm-hmm. never going to diminish that personally right i don't know mm-hmm. that i will use the same on wrapping methods but i see what you did there right yeah um was it worth all of the, the the chatter and the beat and the back and forth and the thing pieces and the, the internet go internet yeah yeah yeah. internet did what it was supposed to do um yeah. and then if i'm just gonna be very honest when we think about the church that it was and the pastor and the man who pastors it were we we what shock value? <laughs> not a not a one. Did it really bring? That's, that's, that was my thing. Like, I feel like this ain't nothing new. <laughs> no, for it's this not. particular gathering of people. It's not. And so I'm just like, I just feel like the the the, the pervasiveness of social media and the willingness of the internet to be what it is mm-hmm. made it made it a thing. And again, I'm mm-hmm. not. You can feel as strongly you want to feel about it, but considering the ministry and the ministry leader. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't new. It wasn't. It wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't innovative. It was what it was. Um, yeah. and I believe that there are some really great people within that church. I, I do believe, contrary to popular belief, that there are some people who probably, probably, really established their relationship with God after yes. that moment because they yes. probably were like I can still. I, this made God cool for them, and I know that's yeah. controversial. For some people no, no, say, I, "I get it, I get it," but and but I get it. And again, that may not be my approach, but I mm. get it. My question has always been, and this is not an indictment to this ministry or that person in particular. My question mm. has always been, though, mm. after those moments, how yeah. are we then discipling people? To yeah. Now, because again, now that we got them on the ramp, how do we make them successfully drive around two eighty five? Yep. Right. To be yeah. in compliance, to do little, and not to say that salvation and stuff like that it's is like legalistic as well. But what I am saying is like, how do we get them on the path of driving in their own lane, doing their yeah. own thing, doing what they're supposed to be doing on their highway? Right. So mm-hmm. how do we get people to be living a life that is conducive to Christianity and this and its values and ethics and beliefs yeah. and things like that? That will always be my question. Even if you were as dogmatic as you wanted to be, yeah. my question would will, will, will be the same for you. Now that you've sent everybody to hell, now what? Right. Yeah. So now that you swag serve, let's take it to the opposite extreme. Now yeah. what? And if your question, if your answer to the now what is not sust- substantive, then that's when I begin to question your motives and your actions. Mm-hmm. Not this. Now, now there's just some stuff that is profane. Now, I'm, this is the one thing I will say. Yeah. One thing I will say. It is wild to hear hypnotic and exotic in church. I'm yeah. going hypnotic exotic. That's just I just and, and that's why I said if I did it, it would have had to be instrumental. Because fam. Yeah. We just got yeah. you shouting, and now I'm talking about I'm on here, not exotic. Got bad girls behind me. Got like that's a lot. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a lot. And again, when we swag surf, typically we don't focus on the lyric because we're so caught up in the the yeah. cultural moment of it all. But if you, it, it, it's something about those words ring a little bit clearer when they're playing through church yeah. speakers. And it's yes. like, ooh, yes. ooh, oh, ooh, I can't do this. Right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anyway. As someone who, yeah. as someone who uh, frequented said this is, yeah, for, for, yeah. for a while, Brian. Yeah, and I, I, I'll talk, I'll tell my story. It ain't like I'm surviving, <laughs> we are Murphy like that. <laughs> surviving dreams. Surviving <laughs> But, so, we, you and I both grew up in in a dogmatic church. Yes. Dogmatic, and as far as organization, Church of God in Christ, everybody should know that by now. So, there were some times where we, I, I was at a church in ministry, you know, and I was like, I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like mm-hmm. as far as being in, I was doing some, you know, some self-reflecting and stuff like that. So I said, let me try some non, what we consider sanctified churches. Mm-hmm. Non-denomination. So, non-denomination. So we we visited um Dream Center a few Sundays. We were we were visiting heavily because it was a nice, it was a nice culture. The choir was amazing, praising whatever was amazing. Mm-hmm. The music was was great. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. were super organized in terms of like timing. Um, but then on the other side, there were some spiritual things that I was like, they didn't know how to work the altar for real, which, you know, we grew up as like, that's a, a major piece. Um, offering of salvation wasn't a thing. He offered, you know, membership to the church and stuff like that. So he would spend like 15 minutes, you're to join the church or I'm church home. And that's like, bro, like let's offer some salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, 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 the straw, the final straw was, uh, he was in a sermon series and the spirit was like high, like praise breaking. Like it was, it was good. We were, we were up there. Right. And he cut the praise break to play all the way up by fat Joe. Mm-hmm. By you cut a spiritual moment mm-hmm. to get to a, what I consider like a fleshly, cause you wanted to preach your sermon. And then you cut, it was like, a, it was a, it was like you played all the way up secular song, which was the lyrics weren't bad. It made sense to the sermon series, mm-hmm. but it was like, you quenched the Holy spirit to get into this sermon. Right. And we understand like the Holy ghost can work things and speak to you in that praise break in that worship moment. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have a sermon. That's like, those, some of the best Sundays I've ever grown up, grew up in having in church was when the preacher ain't even preached because the Holy ghost came through, swept the building and, you know, everyone got received what they need, even without the preacher actually preaching, which is also another thing is like, nigga, you're a worship leader. So you should have been sensitive to the moment and be like, all right, we're going to shift it. I know y'all go back and watch the eight o'clock service, get here to mm-hmm. sermon because I'm sensing that God wants to do something here in this, in this moment of worship and all that kind of stuff. So to that, to your original point is we are not surprised in Atlanta that that was going on. I'm not going to criticize or condemn or anything like that. That is his house. That is, those are his sheep, right? Of course, they belong to the Lord, but those are the people who I guess God entrusted yeah. them to. Yeah, um, yeah. The Bible also talks about, you know, some plants, some water, God gives an increase. So to your point earlier, making God cool or whatever, maybe the seed that needs to be sown to get them, you know, into a ministry. But what could also end up happening at some point, the more you grow in grace, the more you grow in the, in the word of God, then you, something inside you says, oh, this may not be the place for me. You know what I'm saying? So, and I know plenty of people have that testimony, and we've even had that testimony. In Regardless of church. churches, yes, I'll just you, you right <laughs> out of my mouth, right? In a sanctified church, what we consider to be the most dogmatic church, there was something inside of uh, you know of me, us, we, I, you know, there was like, mm, 
The more I grow in God, this ain't it. The more I grow, this ain't it, right? And it doesn't mean that the word, like the seeds were planted. But now yeah. that that seed is yeah. planted and it's been watered, it's like, mm, I need something mm. different. I want something. I want something. And it's not necessarily yeah. even a more. It's a, as you mature, your appetite. Yes. We had a whole episode about appetite changing. Your appetite yes. change. Stuff you used to eat as yes. a child, you don't eat as mm-hmm. an adult. Or stuff you used to, no. you didn't like as a child, you now like yeah. as an adult. Right? So it's like yes. you just... Yeah, things change. Like just, I'm not going to condemn them, mm-mm, but mm-mm. yeah, I would. To your point, I wouldn't have done that. And we can all go down our um. What what uh? What Lauren Hill mama? What Lauren Hill mama saying? Sister Act Two. We can all have our shoulda coulda woulda. <laughs> shoulda coulda woulda. Right? You know, what I'm saying? But, but that's so true. Everybody can have their shoulda coulda woulda. What I shoulda done, coulda done, yeah. would have done. But and that's yeah. fine. Many of us probably yeah. would not have. Some of us might would have took it a step further. We got people on social media talking about uh, my God ain't no side hoe and all kind of stuff. People are saying on Instagram. All kind of stuff in church. It's wild stuff in church, right? Right. I mean, right, so right, from so right. in that regard, swag surfing is swag surfing might as well Nothing. be a, go- a a gospel praise dance. But right, um, you, you know, Kim, the, Rell, um... Kim Rell just had a clip said, "Baby, I'm singing. <laughs> Baby, no, I'm singing. I'm singing about- <laughs> solo." So and then up. the other praise worship leader told all the folk he's sick of seeing them because they dead. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, this is, y'all, y'all broke. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was two. That was two separate ones. Was two separate ones. Where one he he one went on the dead, and the other one he said, <laughs> "Y'all sitting there looking broke." And I was like, "What? What is going on in the body of Christ?" The, ch- the church is an interesting place. I see. I'll let to say we could all have that. And I'm. Pre- and here's the gag: some of them folk uh-huh. were probably some people who might have even criticized William Irving. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and and what he did. <laughs> did you see um Juanita Bynum her her response and she was preaching somewhere and played no. uh City Girls? Oh, yes. Well she plays well, she she tried to have a rebuttal and play good love and play Miami's verse, which and young Miami's verse who talked about her coochie print. Literal <laughs> I have never heard Coochie <laughs> go over the Coochie the, print. The she, she played it and, 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 and was adamant about it. And here's to say, this is not a condemnation of Juanita no. Bynum. But did you think that got your point? Like, <laughs> and people were amen. I, if I was in the audience, I'd have been like, why? Hmm, I don't. Because to me, you literally just did. You did what it. What you were condemning. And it's like, it didn't like going back to another sermon where there was a preacher in Atlanta who wanted to talk about sex and stuff and he brought a real rose Ugh. into the church and vibrated it. Like, yes. because of culture, most of us know where roses are. Yes, right? we, we do. we got friends who likely use them. Hello. But I don't need to see it. right? And I'm, and this doesn't take away from whatever point he was trying to make, because sometimes I'm not clear about that is either. But mm-hmm. whatever point he was trying to make... <laughs> Hello. I didn't need to see the role, but for whatever reason, he thought it was necessary. Yeah. And his people loved it. His people, mm-hmm. they got it. They, you know what I'm saying? Clicks, so got likes, they got clicks, they got likes. And the people, from what I see and understand, I know people who go to their church, they were edified by it, all these different kinds of things, right? I'm not here to judge that. I'm not here to say that. All I am to say is that some of the same people having some of these same conversations are doing some very interesting things themselves. So it is. Mm-hmm. It is very odd to me how we could be in like in this cycle of who's right versus who's wrong. When me and Brian yeah. have said it time and time again, preach Jesus. Yes. Love God. Yep. Love your neighbor. Yeah. And that's pretty, that's Jesus made it very simple. Cause that's if you it. preach him, 
you get to the formula, yeah, yeah. which is love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and the reason that's why many of us can't love our neighbors, is we only know how to actually love ourselves. That's a different podcast. Hello. That's a, whole, that's a whole other podcast. That's, that's a whole, we're going to turn to a different live. I ain't going to get an interpretation on that tonight. Um, <laughs> but, but no, but so, so that's, so that's what me and Brian are saying. Like it happened in culture. And it was a cultural moment, but this yeah. is not a moment for us to be like, Oh, we hate William Murphy. Cause I no. let me tell you that demonstrate album. Y'all, y'all, I told y'all it was in my top 10 or 15 last year. That album mm-hmm. goes. William Murphy's Worship is yeah. amazing. Again, I, yeah. like Dream Center isn't my place, but I also yes, understand agreed. that for people who go, what it's that important. what that ministry means for them because of, yes. just like for, for a lot of, because what if, what if there is a, what if, what if we did look at churches as, as lifelong places? What if some churches yeah. really are the place that introduces us to God? Yes. Right. Because like I, I, I said, that to thing. that point, right? Like maybe Dream Center is the place where you know what? I might not be here forever. And this is not to say that people ain't gonna be there for 15, 20, 30, 40 years. But what if yeah. some of those people who was in the club and was in the because here's the flip side. Atlanta has a lot of options on New Year's Eve. Yes. Tempting options. Yes. Pleasurable yes. looking options. Socially yes. like vibey options. Those mm-hmm. young people still chose to be in church. Had yes. like had had a time, right? Yeah, <laughs> had what was what was mm-hmm. possibly a similar experience. We, ha- we had a time last right? night. We had a time, <laughs> but at, at the core, I think at William Murphy's core, regardless of what your bigger thoughts were, the intent was to bring mm-hmm. people to Jesus. I I really yes. believe that that was right. the intent. Motives and intent I, are I, important. Yes, motives and intent are important. So, what if like the, the seed was planted, and from mm-hmm. that day they started reading their Bible? They start maybe, maybe yeah. they even thought about it. Oh, did we really say we was on hypnotic and exotic? Maybe they even started thinking about it. Yeah. But but that yeah. got them to the thought. That got them to the conviction. That got them to yes. the whatever. Right. The seed mm-hmm. was planted. So again, yeah. y'all can y'all can talk crazy to me and say, Josh, how dare you as a preacher? But I'm just bold enough to believe that there are. While we may have been looking at it crazy, that could have been something that really prompted a generation, a crowd. Yeah. I'm gonna say a generation mm-hmm. that's lofty. But a body, a cohort of people <laughs> to be like, you know what? I'm gonna go to church again. Or you know what? Because mm-hmm. I saw people come and be like, shoot, where the church at? I'm gonna pull up. And yeah, what what would happen if the next Sunday that man preached him under the pews? Yeah, and, and just really gave them, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yes. even yeah, if they yeah. didn't go to, even if they didn't go to dream, just seeing that, be like, you know what? That might be a little bit too much for me, but maybe there are churches out there. Who are yeah. a little bit more liberal, yeah. who aren't so blah, blah blah. Like maybe that opens up the mind of yeah. I don't. It don't have to be. It don't have to be all Shirley Caesar. I can yeah. still enjoy Jodeci and it's, Usher, yeah. and I can watch the BET Awards. And you know, they're like maybe that was maybe that's the seed. That's because maybe some people. I remember, and I'm gonna let it go because you know we can talk about church and stuff forever. Yeah, we good. But as a young saint, I remember one of my biggest struggles was like. They told me I can only listen to gospel, but I still enjoy R and B and hip hop. Yeah, Ooh, and I and I would force myself not to listen. So sometimes mm-hmm. there are eras in music where I'm not as well versed because that mm-hmm. was in my battle, mm-hmm. and yeah. I wasn't listening to it a lot. And then I yeah. pick up around like 2009. I go from like mm-hmm. 90s, early 2000s to about mm-hmm. 2000. I pick it back up about 2009, 2010. Now between that 2006 ish to 2009. Mm-hmm. I have since listened to albums and stuff and yeah. you know but there was a time where I would because I struggled with that and now I'm just yeah. like 
um, that Jodeci, uh, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard Coco singing it in the car on TikTok. I know I had known the song, yeah. but her singing it brought a new life to it for me. Mm-hmm. And I've been blasting it, and I don't think I'm any less saved. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I listen yeah. to that, right? So I say all that to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, eat the meat, spit out the bones, yeah. and what's for you is for you. I don't think we have to beat that man up, throw that man away, all that different kind of stuff because of something you wouldn't do. Why can't we mm-hmm. just be like, that ain't for me, I'm good, and move on yeah. with our lives? Mm-hmm. I think it's too much like, right? But I think that's the appropriate response to stuff like that because. Yeah. Preference is a thing, and even mm-hmm. when it comes to church, like your theology is your theology, and yeah, we can agree on certain principles in the Bible, sure. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, how those how those things are presented, and that's why there's so many churches, right? How those things yeah. are presented, and that's why we make choices. That's why for a church that could be amazing to somebody, ain't amazing to another. Um, yep, it makes a difference. So anyway, anything you want to add, Brian? Before we no, I think we, we've we've said enough. I think yeah, we can we can do a whole new episode off of off of that. I think. The yeah. premise of that, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's take it to social media land for a minute. So y'all know I work in D, E, and the I, and that was a teacher um, in a local high school, Brian. Mm-hmm. And you know the TikTok kids have all their words. They say stuff like "rizzed up" and mm-hmm. um, "bit" and uh, "my twin" and them. And this particular teacher. This is what I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it verbatim. This is what she said. She gave this to her student. She said, These words sayings are prohibited in my classroom. If you are caught using these words, you will write a short essay explaining why you chose to use these words in an academic setting to express yourself. There are many ways to articulate what you need to say without using slang. Please know that using slang in an academic setting can diminish your capability to become a successful writer. More often than not, the way you speak is the way you will write. The gibberish some of you choose to use is improper English and sometimes inappropriate for an academic setting. It's an educational institution and you will carry yourselves as scholars in my classroom. The mm-hmm. words are as follows. Bruh. Standing on business. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Ski-yee. Ski-yee again. <laughs> you ate that up. That's cap. What's up, gang? Bit. Oh my God, Miss T. On God. On my mama. On my dad, mom, dad, aunt, cousin, any family member associated in parentheticals. Riz, what's up, G-Wade? In the cut with my twin. <laughs> Just vibe. Are you vibing? Yet. <laughs> on bro. On hood. Gang, gang. Nigga. On me. On the set. I love this. Freak you mean. Period. Mon yon. Big dog. Motion and or big motion. Just vibe twin. What's up, twin? Nah, it's giving. Asterix, this list is subject to change. Brian. Oh. I feel there's a lot of anti-blackness rooted into that, but I'm gonna let you imagine. It, oh, it, it definitely that. is. <laughs> That's all it's, it's all anti-blackness. It's it's why, why does that why does that matter? Right? You know what I mean? Like it, let's 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 consider us right we we talk in our conversations as we're friends but you give presentations and speeches and to corporates to, to corporations to high profile folks i do the same thing and and honestly in some places you may not i use those t- those terms 
to, you know, to reach certain folks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what is the what is the lesson? What is the other than anti-blackness? What is the what lesson is trying to is 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 trying to be taught here by saying you refuse or refrain from using certain vernacular or terms that are really part of the, the culture of that that age group? Like it's TikTok culture. It's t- and here's the here's the gag. There's one there's one it's one thing to say don't put this in your essays and your writings. Right. To go as strong as say don't use this in my classroom at all. Yeah. Cuz now you're policing their ex- their just general expression. Yeah. I had my English teacher, shout out to Yvette Oliver Robinson. I love Miss Rob. That's my uh she mm-hmm. already noticed she was my high school crush at moment. Uh, she reminded me of a Claire Huxtable. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, her and my wife got to meet when Keanu Cross, aka oh. Ash, was in Memphis. I was like, "Go find Mrs. Rob, because that's <laughs> that's my girl." Um, mm-hmm. um, but no, but she was she was uh, as when I when I say remind you of Claire Hulse, I want to give you the mind of kind of how she was. How, I mean, very yeah. much so that demeanor. She's aka you mm-hmm. know prim and proper, but also down, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and she would make she gave the reason why I know so many quote unquote big words because we had a vocabulary list every week. Yeah. That she drilled mm-hmm. into us. She and I ended up taking for AP literature. So like she really drilled in a lot of and yeah. I had a great ninth or tenth grade English teacher too, Tiffany Irvin. Shout out to her too. But Miss Rob really resonated with me in a different way. Maybe really love the English yeah. language. Um, but at no point did she stop us from being the black students that we were. Yeah. Never. Now we wrote um you being because Memphis got stuff to say, like you flodge and stuff like that. We wrote that in yeah. our papers. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she scratched, she tanned it up. I'm sure, which is right. But but Unless I will say, I'm about to say, but if we were writing an essay about, let's just say, the rise and fall of the White Haven community, and we and we yeah. quoted someone or you know, or used that and say, you know, people in this community would use words like flage and blah blah blah. Like, you know, if it was if we were, we would have to understand the context. I ain't just gonna say, you know, oh bro was flaging. Um, you know, we if we talking about <laughs> We talk about uh, Shakespeare and be like, oh, bro was over there flaging. and that's why Romeo and Juliet didn't really make it. That's why they end up dying. Like, that ain't gonna fly. Right? Nah, but nah, at the nah. same time, let me let me let me give yeah. you another caveat. If we were doing a presentation on Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. and that was the way that I was able to comprehend it, I think it was yeah. sort of a different world where mm-hmm. Lena James had to break it down in like hip hop. And her professor yeah. was like, it's a little colorful, but yeah. you got it. She, she mm-hmm. ended up understanding the themes yeah. by breaking it down in her language and really doing blah, blah, blah. And then she was able to quote directly from the text because yeah. she understood it. How about we leverage the culture Yeah. to let them say, be like, you know what I'm saying? So let me tell y'all something. Martin Luther King was standing on business. He wasn't letting, mm-hmm. he wasn't, like, you know, it's, there was a way to do yes. it and then allow, them, an assignment. To, allow them to code switch when they yeah. write that paper to talk right. about what standing on business meant for Martin Luther King and what that really means. So it right. is anti-black. Like you said, why police them Yeah, um, that they can't express themselves, but also understanding the importance of really understanding, quote unquote, proper English sentence structure. Because yeah. if, if they decide to go to college, if they, like me and you, we may use colloquialism to break the ice to reach somebody yeah. in the audience. But for the most part, it is a very buttoned up presentation. We Without know what to do. We know what to say, yeah. right? But it doesn't mean that if I see some of my homeboys or some black folk in the audience, I might not say something. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? To to make the connection, I was in a panel, and I'm gonna throw it back to you. Why I referenced TLC waterfalls? 
Mm-hmm. I knew it would get the people going, but I also knew the white folk knew it too. And it yeah. didn't it didn't diminish my presentation. Yeah. Because I was yeah. able to quote waterfalls. You know what I'm saying? It anyway, culture is important and you're snatching that away. Yeah, and I want to say even with uh I think you did a presentation, was that the Leadership Academy, American Express, where you quoted, you said, I'm gonna quote a philosopher or something like that. And it was Biggie mm-hmm. Smalls, yeah. And it was <laughs> and it was it was appropriate, you know what I'm saying? But it was also like everybody was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think she's she's tripping. I think like, to your point, I think it would have been a great assignment to where write an essay with all these colloquialisms, and then write another essay with the structure. Like, so that's that's creativity. Like, you can use all the different things and stand on business, blah 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 blah. And then that could have been a, a place to kind of utilize what they enjoy, but then also kind of make a lesson out of it, right? So, um, yeah, it's just anti-black. That's all. Anti-anti-blackness. I I hate to see it. But it is what it is. I'm going to go stay in the social media bag. So seafood boils are a thing. Oh, we all know okay. juicy know crab. You know mm-hmm. red hook, pirates boil. We've done them yeah. in our homes. Yeah, I'm talking about the Side note: There is something going on with crawfish that's going to make crawfish skyrocket. And you know, I love really? the crawfish. I love the cockroaches of the sea. And yeah. if y'all come telling me because they already like eighteen dollars a pound. And crawfish, mm-hmm. you need you need to my opinion, you need two pounds of crawfish to get full at minimum. Yeah. Because you're only yeah. getting the tail. Mm-hmm. But Brian, name some of the things that goes into a traditional seafood bowl. Other than crawfish, I just named it. Uh potatoes. Sure. Uh corn on the cob. And not stuff that you eat, just stuff that goes in there. Mm-hmm. Sausage. Mm-hmm. Um uh butter, depending on you want to do it, you know how you want to do that. Yeah. Uh onions, bell peppers. Maybe some celery, depending how you want to do that. Uh, like uh, crab legs, if you want, you know, crab legs, mm-hmm. uh, shrimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with that. I think that's that's the basic seafood boil. Yeah, and most people like so, if some, you go to, uh, go ahead. No, some people might throw eggs in there because they like boil, uh, boiling the. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then if you go to certain restaurants, you can have the option to have like mussels and oysters yep. and you can throw mm-hmm. all kind of seafood kind of stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, not no yeah, like yeah. big fish, but Wallops, mostly yeah. mostly shellfish. Yeah. It's yeah, what yeah. goes in there. Something in a shell or had a shell at some point. Mm-hmm. Now I was on TikTok and I saw this thing called uh, a sea land boil. Now, first of all, that is oxymoronic because you mm-hmm. can't have sea and land, but I see what they tried to do. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, Brian, same concept. The butter, the garlic, the onion, all the spices, yeah. the lemon, potatoes, egg, sausage, and maybe chicken. Mm-hmm. Maybe rabbit. Mm. Maybe turkey parts. Maybe some beef cubes. But I'm finding out that these people was doing things like possum, which people eat, mm-hmm. and coon, which Ashes folk in Forest City, Arkansas. I tasted a piece of coon. The gamiest thing I've ever put. It was smoked, so it was edible. Mm-hmm. Reverend, that thing tastes like Highway 240. <laughs> <laughs> I and I took a sliver. I ain't never got to do that again in my life. But mm-hmm. I've had rabbit. I've yeah. had rabbit because mm-hmm. I've, I've been to Spain. Rabbit is actually, not to be really black, That it tastes like chicken. <laughs> it really does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard people like, so I was, I'm thinking like, okay, this is a little adventurous, but you know, gamey laying animals. This woman on TikTok, mm-hmm. she took a rat, Brian, and she was on the, the, the TikTok talking about she had a rash on her neck. <laughs> she was breaking out from her sea land boil. Now, she didn't describe any other meat in it. 
So I don't know if it was rat only, but she went on to say that she skinned it, she cut it. Like, how do you gain the skill to skin mm-hmm. and cut rats? Where did she get? I have so many questions. Where did she get the rats? Right. Was she setting little traps on her house? And if you were setting them in your house, why are you comfortable killing rats? Why do you just have a rat problem? There are so many things. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't COVID come because somebody decided they want to eat a bat? I feel like that was a thing. And now all of a sudden you want to consume rat? Like in your kitchen, skin cut, debone rat. Brian, I don't know. Mm. When the old folks saying Jesus is soon to come, this is what he this is what they meant. This had to be what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. And the sad part is she looked like she would eat some rats too. That was the sad part. She looked like the it type of person that would very eat. Very rat. ratty. It looked she looked very ratty. Mm. I'm gonna just stop there because it's disgusting. And this podcast is, is already getting long. Um the Emmys. We are in award season. Brian and I. You okay, Metagod? Yeah, I just think about it. <laughs> you going Ugh. through over there. Oh, my God. I just, you know, I'm okay. sorry I had to do it to you, but I did. We're in award right. season. Right. Brian, I don't really watch the awards, but they're here. The Emmys have come and gone, um, and we have some great things. Jasmine Guy, my girl uh, from A Different World, she won Outstanding Actress in a Short-Form uh, Comedy or Drama. Storm Reed was the Best Actress in a Drama Series. Kiki Palmer um, won Outstanding Host for a Game Show. Jay-Z. One outstanding director for a variety special Super Bowl halftime show with Rihanna. Quinta Bronson mm-hmm. won Best Actor in the Comedy Series the first time since Wheezy Jefferson. First time a black woman won since we. That is a long time. It's like a 40-year gap, Brian. Mm-hmm. You know how many leading black women have Tracy Ellis Ross? Yeah. Queen Latifah. Speaking of, none of our blastics ever got the Emmys. They never got the love that they deserve. Mm-mm. Uh, and those shows were amazing. I feel like they deserved the things. But yeah. needless to say, here we are. And Nisi Nash, Best Support Actor in the Anthology. And I want to say Tabitha Brown won a Daytime Emmy or some type of Emmy for her work with Tabs Time. Um, so the mm-hmm. Emmys are here. The black people showed up and showed out, got their things. And you know that usually takes us to the Oscars, um, which yeah. is Danielle Brooks. She received um, Best Supporting Actress nomination for The Color Purple. Coleman Domingo, Best yeah. Actor for Rustin. Have you seen Rustin yet? We're talking about Rustin Three. We're going to talk about movies in a second, I'm sure, but um, I have not. I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. It's Ryan, on. It's on Am- it it Amazon. It is on Netflix. You're just it's, it's, you're the Netflix. wrong streaming app, <laughs> and it's just Black History Month is coming, and you are disappointing the ancestors. I watched it today. Do May they come and tickle you on your toes in your sleep until you watch all the black movies. <laughs> May you dream of Frederick Douglass until you watch Rustin. Um, Sterling K. Brown, <laughs> best supporting actor in American fiction. I need to see that. Um, movies, mm-hmm. Book of Clarence. I've heard some good and bad things about that. Um, American fiction and then The Color Purple. Let's pause at The Color Purple. Have you seen it yet? You haven't seen the color purple either. Okay, no, so no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I want to continue. I don't know how I want to go on. I'll I'll, I'll I'll save my commentary till you see it. But it was a hundred million dollar movie. It made a little less than half of that in revenue at some point. Um, people are blaming Taraji P Henson and her rant mm-hmm. about uh, equity and pay for the movie not being successful. I don't think that that is the case. Uh, it may have contributed some, but I don't think it was enough people that was dissuaded from seeing The Color Purple because of those comments. Um, but that's that on it. I hope the black people mm-hmm. win. 
me and Brian will hopefully have a conversation about black movies at some point after he watches them. I'm just like, yeah. want to sit in anticipation. But until then, yeah. let's go to one of our last topics. We got uh-huh. two more. Hang on in there with us, people. Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay. Oh, Jesus. I'm just going to introduce it, and I'm going to let Brian start this off. I'm not even going to give you any context. Go for it, bro. Because oh. I know you watched uh, that. I know you watched that. Uh, it, oh. <laughs> the man broke the internet. I think I mean, I, I don't he's up to like 25 million views or something like that. Like, I think for that Club Shay Shay interview, I'm trying to think where I want to start. There's so many levels to unpack regarding this. Let's first deal with Shannon's inability to be a good journalist. Um, His ability or inability? Because I... Inability. Or the fact that he does not have inability. the ability. Okay, I just... Yeah, because. he doesn't have the ability. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, <laughs> and he complained to him, I'm not a journalist, and, you know, all that we kind know. of stuff. But you've done at least 50 interviews on Club Shay Shay. I'm just throwing a number out there, but I think it's been that many. Um, And you can't do journalist things and then get mad when people say you're not a journalist, right? So if anything, it should you sh- it should have been the fact of like, I'm not a journalist, but I'm in the journalist um, space now. So what can I do to increase my journalistic skills? That is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I've watched a lot of Club Shay Shay interviews. I feel like this one have kind of exposed him. Other ones, you kind of saw that he didn't have what it took. But this one kind of exposed it because he just, the lack of appropriate follow-up questions, the inability to kind of Real in cat, right? Um, so it, it did it did a few things. One was it the fact that you just you knew that it was gonna be a hit. So you said, let me just get all these clicks and likes and stuff like I know it's gonna be that. Um, mm-hmm, or you were mm-hmm. just ill-equipped to be able to be like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know where you're going. <clears throat> but let me let's 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 adjust this. Or taking notes and saying, You said this, let me to where you go on this whole rant about this one thing and your follow-up is, so when did you start doing comedy? Like, but nigga, we already an hour into the darn, into the darn interview. Because at that point, we don't care. Yeah, like, like it's, it's the, it's the, like, I'm a, I'm a, I got these notes and I'm going to stick to them. And it's like, no, like there are certain things he said throughout the interview. Even we go through, watch the Kirk Franklin one, same thing. Like there were <clears throat> things that Kirk said where Shannon could have been like, oh, okay. So I, I got that. But you've mentioned this. Like, yes. Let's, let's deal with that for a second. Yes. You said that. So another question is, is he, is he, is he listening during the, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you listening? Cause that's just, that's just conversation, right? We do that here on the podcast all the time. We have guests. We just we're we have just so y'all know behind I the scenes. You, we have I a, want you. I want y'all to listen to that word Brian just said. Conversation. Go ahead. It's that's conversation. That's we have a list of questions, like a host of questions. Josh and I have a list of questions. We we put time, energy, and effort to the questions, the intentionality of the questions, the flow of the questions because we want to kind of lead the listener to a certain place to get to where we need. But there are oftentimes where we have all these questions and the guests may come on the show and they say something and they were like, oh, 
let's let's deal with that because that is something that's important to them. That's something that we feel like may help out. And we're in there skipping questions because we know that either that question is is irrelevant now, or they may have answered the question, but we want they've given us something that we want to pull more out of that conversation. And there were so many moments where Shannon could have fact checked, right? He could have um, said, well, I had Steve Harvey on the show. And when he was on my show, he said this, this is, I had Cedric Tanner on my show. And he said, I had Ricky Smiley on my show. There are so many ways and in, in, in opportunities for him to do the, the listener a, a service, but he he completely missed the opportunity. And I love Shannon Sharp. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of what he does in terms of like, you know, he's a, a big voice and stuff like that, but that's just my thing. I went a little bit too far, but what are your thoughts? I just, I feel like you have a lot, you're already rocking, so go ahead and, and say what no, you no, have to no, say. no, 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 no. So <laughs> I agree that I appreciate Shannon Sharp. Yes. He's the loud uncle at the federal union mm-hmm. who has a ton to yeah. say, and you want to talk to him because it's going to be funny. Yeah. I think you brought up a really good point of does Shannon Sharp listen? Mm-hmm. Brought up another good point about it was a conversation. And that was part of his rebuttal and say, I'm not a journal a journalist, I'm a conversationalist. Mm-hmm. I bring people in for conversation. Yeah. A good conversation is conversational skills are still not what you displayed. Mm-mm. Because if that was the case, as a first of all, in just random conversation, I don't have a list of predisposed questions to ask you. Unless I just somebody yeah. want to, I want to talk to you about specifically. I may have some questions in my brain, but nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, our conversation is going to start flowing based on what you've said, what I've said. We're going to ask follow up questions. We're going to have piggyback comments. We're going to share perspectives. We're going to debate. We're going to argue. We're going whatever we're going to do. So that's so you even so even to say you were a conversation, you failed at that because yeah. if you're going on a one hour rant about Steve Harvey and your next question is, well, tell me about when you first left your mom and daddy house. Like, no. No, no, mm-mm. I don't even want to go there yet. There's so much no. I need to unpack from this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think what made this conversation different is so people that actually do about my other conversation. They ain't been my other conversation. And they actually thought about your other conversations, but most of your other conversations were not as salacious. Yeah, as yeah. Cat Williams. So mm-hmm. whether it was a hundred percent true or not, Cat Williams' conversation was he came in and you said, "How you doing, Cat?" and just start going off. He didn't even yeah. answer your question. He just started going off. It was at that moment you knew Cat had an agenda, and you should have been somebody yeah. should have been in your ear and been like, "Just go with it. We'll give you." Like you should have been your producer should have been on. I blame mm-hmm. them too. Um, yeah. That was one of the reasons, and and I said that if you were more on that the conversation, he was like, "Well, because I didn't want to do them like Gail King and blah blah blah." They this is a safe. It can still be a. Safe spaces don't mean that you're void of accountability. That's why I don't like using the word safe spaces because they are void of accountability. If you're going to yeah. say all this stuff, you cannot say it and throw, you can't throw these rocks and hide your hand. That's why okay. I like brave spaces because brave spaces are filled with accountability. Safe spaces mean mm-hmm. it's a safe space. I say whatever I want and there's no consequences. And that's what it is. Yep. And if that's, and so brave spaces, here's the thing about brave spaces. They're inherently safe. But what they're yeah. also meant to do is to bring clarity to what you just said. So if you went out and said, for example, that Steve Harvey stole this joke or mm-hmm. Sergio Entertainer stole that joke, right? Mm-hmm. I saw I saw the clip with the alleged stole joke. They are very similar. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. things were changed, right? So that's something like, okay, that's a receipt. I can see it. Yeah. 
But then when you start going down the route of Steve Harvey to do number copy everything Mark Curry did. You didn't you didn't see the Steve Harvey morning show about a teacher. So here's the thing. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you're wrong. But yeah. What I am saying though is that is that unique to Steve Harvey? Because right. here's the thing. The Cosby show, mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. Family Matters. Mm-hmm. All black, very different shows. But yeah. all black shows centered around black families. Yeah. Two parent households. There were nuances that made them different. Matter of fact, yeah. let's take Fresh Prince and Cosby as the isolated examples. And let's fast yeah. forward to, not even fast forward, throughout the show's history, how they took in and adopted friends and in the end, Cousin Pam. Yeah. Very similar, like the show itself, successful black families supporting the community, supporting family friends, a whole lot of different nuances, but the sh- living single, girlfriends, insecure, right? We talk about it all mm-hmm. the time. The mm-hmm. fact that Steve Harvey and Mark Curry were both professionals in their separate careers, became yeah. teachers, and like, yeah, they're similar in idea, but they are very different shows. So, yeah. this yeah. Steve Harvey maybe steal the idea. We can argue that. We don't know. But the Steve Harvey show is not hanging with Mr. Cooper. It's yeah. not. It's not. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see the similar, like, I didn't never yeah. point out the similarities until that conversation. So I can give yeah. you that. But they I don't look at them the same. I didn't enjoy them the same. I appreciate mm-hmm. them differently. Right? Yeah. So many yeah. different things. The fact that Steve was an old singer living with his roommate versus Mark Curry living with two former, a cousin and a and a friend who he eventually started dating. And like all like he was a high school coach versus a music teacher. There were so many different nuances that made the shows so even the setting from the Bay to Detroit or Chicago, where it was based. So it's just so different. But that's something we'd be like, okay, cool. But I'm still following up questions. We're like, now, Kat, does the industry not take shows and make them funny? But you know, look how many black family shows we got on TV. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Another thing he said was uh, that could have been fact checked. Phase on Love. He said Phase on Love Mm -hmm. wasn't funny. Okay, that's your opinion. I don't think he's that funny either. But he said, but that's why he wasn't asked to be in Friday, too, because you don't get called back for bad performances. Now, Cat Williams. Based on <sighs> Love was Big Worm slash Big Perm. His yeah. role was really isolated to the community <laughs> that he was a part of. When yeah. Chris Tucker said, I'm not doing this again, Ice Cube shifted the entire movie, that entire Friday universe. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. You gave praises to Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac went in the second one. Why? Right. Because outside of that neighborhood, that preacher isn't relevant. Yeah. Um, Debo was only in the second one because of he got out of jail. That was part of the story. But Ice Cube Mama yeah. wasn't even in the second one. Neil mm-hmm. Long wasn't in the second one. The girl who played right. all these, uh, A.J. Johnson, who Your played um, wasn't in the, second one. the sister, not even Regina King, all of them had amazing performances. But because yeah. you, and she wasn't, the sister wasn't even in the third one when they brought the family back. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so my, my point is, is that when you change what the movie was, then you change that name. Like, what ice cream man, you know, leave Compton to go to Rancho Chuchamonga? Right. It don't happen. 
No. Like you're not delivering no. ice cream out there, right? So and that, and although he was a, a a drug dealer, or whatever, his role was a, a hood ice cream man. My point is, is that those are the that's the kinds of people like now, cat. If we're gonna do that, then we gotta ask you. So I want Bernie in the second one. Why well, want Neil along? Mm-hmm. Like you gotta start. Like yeah. that's that's the journalism of it all. Yeah. Right. And that's just conversation. Because yeah. in my mind, like I know Friday, right? So even and then some of the stuff like so I'm gonna say this. And I'm going to throw it back to you because I could go on and on, bro. I fact-checked a few of these things. And yeah. there were a lot of things that were 100% what we believe we believe can be true. I believe he told some 100% truths. I believe he told some hyperbolic truths. Mm-hmm. I believe he told some half-truths, which means most of it was a lie. Mm-hmm. Then I believe he told right. some full-out lies or not necessarily lies, opinions that he presented as truth. Because Cat Williams is yeah. freaking intelligent yes smart and he and he's he proved time and time again he's so much smarter than shannon sharp even when he talked about the jonathan majors when did dark-skinned niggas with with big noses and blah 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 blah. shannon he literally just described you Mm -hmm. while Mm -hmm. like you could you you took a stray and being described yeah. by Jonathan Majors when he said he, what kind of country in. nigga reading out cue cards talking to Obi Kenobi when he talking about um, Steve Harvey he literally talked about mm-hmm. you you country with an right. accent read up the, the way you stumbled over your words intro you were reading the intro mm-hmm. to Cat Williams and couldn't even get the words out clearly he was yeah. you took several strays and it went over your head and I and I knew yeah. at that moment Cat Williams said I know who I got mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Reverend, that I interview, agree. It, it was it was entertaining, but and yeah. and I and I don't disagree with what Cat necessarily did. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that um, all the hype about it being like this groundbreaking, like how convenient is it for you to say Martin asked me to be in a movie, the character wanted to be in a dress, and I told him who you need is Brandon T. Jackson. Like that's who. Like something something in me wants to be like. Why, like how he get in it? How, how, how right. did you randomly say that's the person? Like, expl- that's my yeah. question. I would have been like, "Well, explain it. What made you say Brandon T is the guy?" And, and what and what and what world <laughs> would 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 you be? Would you play someone young enough to be Martin's son? Like, can we talk about Big Mama's house? Like, there's there's no way that you could play Martin Lawrence's son in the movie. And you never alluded to the script was changed. You just said you yeah. won't be in a dress, and you need Brandon T. Jackson. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? So there were so many things. And again, it's not to say that you didn't turn it down, because I believe that could have been the truth. Yeah. But the reasoning why, and this random, like, in what world are people accepting your contract that says, I'm only, the only way I act in a movie with Ricky Smile is if he's in a dress. And then you happen to be in the first Sunday together where he played one of his core characters. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's not like, that's not to suggest that you probably didn't say something like that in your head, but like, that is super convenient that one of Ricky yeah. Smile is Miss Bernice, who he is all over the radio, always playing, is that in a church movie, that's who they contracted him to play. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like little moments like that. Overall, I enjoyed the interview. It was funny. Um, Shannon Sharp was loud on his post podcast interview with Ocho Cinco because he mm-hmm. was in defense mode, but it's because you are yeah. a bad journalist. Yeah, and you the again the type of conversation you had with Cat while you missed moments with other people, it wasn't the same type of moments. It's apples to oranges, like you said. Yeah. You missed stuff with Kurt. Yeah. You missed stuff with Steve. But like, 
And especially everybody who cat called out for the most part was already on your show. Yep. So you could have said, now wait a minute, now say I said this, and then it's a quick Google search to say, it's the last thing I'm gonna say. Say you can we can opinion is that you didn't think Set the Entertainer's comedy special was funny. Yeah. The, the fallacy in that is that that special is still actually on Netflix. Yeah. Cat said you ain't got like, no Netflix or Tubi? On no, Netflix or Tubi? His one, his one special is still very much on Netflix. Now we can we can go we can go bar for bar argument to whether or not it's funny, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's the little stuff yeah. like that, like Cat, I ain't gonna hold you. We just looked it up. His special is still on Netflix. Yeah. You know, and I believe that would yeah. that would have probably changed some of his tone. Mm-hmm. Cause you get, and, and that was some funny yeah, moments. It, Cause did it like the party, and you got to tell them no. Like it was like those kind of moments was funny. You it know, was, what I'm saying? it was definitely entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining. Yes, without a doubt. But and at one point, point yeah. I believe I, I believe Cat turned into a performer in the middle of the interview too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew the lights. I, I, he knew really he was hot. He knew he was cooking. Yeah, he knew he was cooking. But to your point, I think it's Shannon's fault. And his producer team, whoever they have, they should have been, they they should have equipped him. He he needed an earpiece. If they didn't have one, he need they, he needed one. He needed um, one. He needed one. Last 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 culture topic. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna play it because I know this is this is gonna get Brian going because okay. one of these individuals is his spirit animal, and the other individual y'all know Brian is you know Brian loves the hairy armpit rap. Mm-hmm. So, and one of these rappers is him, and this is what this rapper had to say. Like, is Drake hip hop? Why are you doing this to me? Drake is pop to me, in the sense like if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. <laughs> commercial music or as or as commercial you know music. shopping with an edge in certain instances fair i like drake's music but i understand exactly what you're saying of course i mean it's, I, I, it's I commercial it. entertaining fun it's, good it's formulaic music it's likable likable music yeah mm-hmm. it's likable um but is it you know i'm gonna leave you alone we're gonna move we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> so many, so many products. So many so, skews. So many skews. <laughs> look at all these skews. Oh, so many products. So much merchandising. So oh, many barcodes. I love this mall. <laughs> look at this place. I mean, look at this place. They have everything. Everything's here. They have everything here. Oh. This is great. This is a new Drake. You hear it? It's great. Okay. What happens when this thing collapses? Um, <laughs> was he wrong though? You know what I'm saying? Like Drake. So Drake has, has the best of both Ooh. worlds. Okay, go ahead. He has the best of wrong. both worlds. Okay. Um, I feel like Drake is. Rapper par excellence. He's a, one of the best rappers that have ever existed. I'm not going to hold you. Um, but he also has the ability to, to... His most recent albums haven't been that good. But he has the ability to understand what the people want and give the people what they want. Which has always been my my critique of, of Kendrick. has been the fact that like, you, you make the music that you want, my nigga. Like, 
but Drake makes the music that the people want. He gives the people what they want. Um, he also gives like, an album. He will have however many songs in there. It's going to be some good rap songs in there. There's going to be some good singing songs in there. And there may be the hotline bling, right? The thing that you can, it is a catchy tune. Uh, can you shop to his music? Sure. Right. Um, can you do a TikTok music video to his music? Sure. But that doesn't discredit the fact of like, it's good music. Right. Uh, so I would agree with, with music, with music, with most deaf that it's pop music. Yassine Bey, I would agree with him that it's pop music, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't discredit it. You know what I'm saying? Um, what are your points? Your thoughts? I think Drake is hip hop. I say he's best of both worlds. He has hip hop, but he's also pop. Yeah, and and the reason why is because I feel like, especially early Drake, gave us pure hip hop. Yeah. Um, in yeah. a sense, uh, he was still singing as some early stuff, but I feel like it was more in line with what we would consider true hip hop. I also think that you have to, from Yasin Bay or Most Def, your mama call you Most Def. I'm gonna call you Most Def. Well, from Most Def yeah. perspective, I think he's stuck in an era of hip hop that hip hop isn't isn't even in anymore. And mm-hmm. I think to me, that is one of the biggest critiques when it comes from the older rappers about hip, this being hip hop or that being hip hop. Because, I mean, let's think about it. The hip the hop, the hippie, the hip to the hip. hip. That, that's not great rap. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. It's, it's, it's not, right? Um, and it's not to say that, but we respect it as the origins of rap. I agree with you 100% that Drake's current music is all pop. He gives people what they want. Hotline Bling, Tusa Slide, yeah. Rich Baby Daddy, right? Mm-hmm. With Sexy Red, it's, it's right? All of that stuff. But I also feel like hip-hop has evolved. And like, at one point, do, and this is not just for hip-hop, but at what point do, just like me, you said we want the choirs to come back. What you yeah. just played for Ricky Dillard ain't what he gave us with, I pray that you might have life more. Yeah. Those are two different songs. Yeah. From the production to the band yeah. to the chords to yeah. the licks. It yeah. may be still traditional sounding, but it is a very right. modern take on it, right? So mm-hmm. I think even when you get, not even Kendrick, I'm trying to think who's out there. Like a, I'm going to call his name because I like him. Like a Wale. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It may be more in line with traditional rap or whatever, but it's not going to sound like 1990s rap, mm-hmm. right? And when Drake really gets in his bag and does rap, it sounds like 2024 rap, right? Yeah. What what Twenty One Savage is giving us right now? He's new. I haven't listed his new album yet, but so let me say this, let me say this. I hundred percent agree with you, but I guess ninety percent because I do feel like Drake is hip hop with major crossover appeal, hmm. and because pop music is really just it's short for popular music. So I guess my question, and maybe this is not another we answer. What really is pop? If it just means for what's popular, like what, like what yeah. is? I think we know what the sound is. But I think yeah. we get so convoluted because at one point they considered they cons- Michael Jackson was the king of pop, but he became yeah. popular over really what was like some low key R and B songs. Like yeah, remember yeah, the time yeah. is low key of an R and B vibe. You know what I'm saying? That ain't yeah. It's a it's a new Jack swing R and B. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like even like some of Whitney Houston early stuff. Ah, what a dance with some. But if you start listening to like her ballads, that's big ballad. That's what Tony Braxton was doing with Breathe Again and stuff. Right, which was right. very much R. People will argue about that being R and B or not. Um, so I think I don't know. It's it's people have their opinions. I think most Def was being shady. I have mm-hmm. heard Drake and Target, so I'm not gonna hold you. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going with you. I have heard Drake and Charlie, but I don't think it's being reduced to um like traditional H and M. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think it's there. I think some of his music does yeah, nah. fit the mold, but I think overall yeah, and I think it's just to smooth. your point. Yeah, Drake Drake is just in an era right now. He's in one of the areas where he don't have to give us anything. And I would rather mm. him not give us nothing than give him some of the stuff he did give us. Now, I will yeah. say Rich Baby Daddy, as terrible as a song as it is, it is a cultural bop. It's a it cultural is. bop. And like stuff like that, I'm not even mad at it because it's like, get the people going, Drake. Because that could have been a summer anthem. Yeah, it could have. Re- we talked about not having any. It really could have been. And I'm okay, yeah. I'm okay with the Tootsie Slides, the Rich Baby Daddies, the Hotline Blings, if that's your one song to kill the charts. And then the rest yeah. of your album is what we got from Take Care and Marvin's mm-hmm. Room. And you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of Drake where you was just, I mean, back to back. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, any other thoughts you want to, you have on that? No, I I, I think we, we came through, we got a similar, at a similar space. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Drake is hip hop. He has some pop bangers. Yeah. Uh, and you can't take anything away from, from his yeah. greatness. Shout out Aubrey Graham. <sighs> All right. Uh, well, that was exhaustive. That was a lie. <laughs> there's a lot. To, uh, there's a lot to happen in like four weeks. so much to happen. I feel like we still didn't hit everything, but my God, I'm sure today. we missed something. I'm sure we so, missed something. And y'all gonna be all right. So uh, let's head on over to uh, pockets of joy and talk about right. how we kicking off 2024 with intentional joy. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the point of the episode where we talk about things we're intentionally doing to bring us joy. So it's called Pockets of Joy. Uh, Josh, what are you planning on doing? What have you done to intentionally bring you joy? Yeah, I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the episode, but one thing I'm going to do is to continue to like organize my weeks to make mm-hmm. 2024 as efficient as possible. Yeah. Right. So I feel like the more stuff I can have in place in terms of plans, uh, plans change because God. Right, it's all knowing, oh, and I don't know everything he knows. Glory to God, but um, having structure in place kind of prevents, you know, even if it's just I got a, I got a blackboard on my desk with you know that I can write on. Like so, even if it's just I have started back outlining my tasks for the day. One, it helps yeah. me feel accomplished because I can check stuff off. Mm-hmm. But two, it puts I like whiteboards and blackboards because it puts it in your face, like literal mm-hmm. in your face, like you ain't yeah. second guessing what needs to be done today. It's Right, right there. Um, so outlining that, and then dedicating certain days to certain things, like Friday, um, is a lot, because I only have one standing meeting. Um, I use I have a lot of desk time usually, so I do that for some podcast focused work. I do some church focused work. Uh, some of my own personal branding stuff is typically what I do on Fridays. Now I can't do that every Friday because I do have a full nine to five job um, right. that requires my attention. But for the most part, I have some flexibility on a lot of Fridays. Maybe so those are my con- what I call content days. You know, stuff like that. Um, so that's going to help me free up other time to be able to be the husband, father, friend, all the little stuff that I am in a more intentional mm-hmm. way. How about for you? Uh, same thing. Um, it's really just trying to find time and space just to exist, not exist, but just like really enjoy. Um, so. Uh, I have my calendar in the office. I've been finding out things of that nature. Also, just trying to make sure that I'm uh, finding time to rest for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, probably after this podcast, so I'm probably sit down and do nothing. 
Maybe even mm-hmm. take a nap. I usually don't take naps during the day, but I might even do that. I don't know why uh, you don't. Because I, I, I just feel bad. I'm like working on, I'm like, I feel like I'm probably working, but I think I'm going to start doing that more. Just being a little more um, assertive with my rests uh, mm-hmm. and s- sleeping. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, that's it. Of course, I've been okay. drinking a lot of water. A lot Come of water. On. Yeah. I keep this skin clear. Um, I feel like the skin is doing pretty good, too. Listen, it's skinning. It's skinning. Um, okay. All right. So, real quick, we're not going to do um, the P.O. Box this week. So, we have stuff <laughs> in there. So, we'll pick that back up next week. We may even do two letters next week um, to kind of get us caught up. Um, but continue to send your letters in to ask the GXR at ASKTheGXRGmail.com. And we'll make sure that we get those read out loud. Um, give you a pseudonymic or respect your privacy and your pronouns and give you the best non-professional therapeutic device you can receive on systematized internet. So um, with that being said, I stood and accepted. Thank you, Ronnie Jenkins, for delivering, but we won't be reading them right now. Let's go on over to um, one of my favorite segments, and I'm going to try to keep it short this week, but uh, a greater conversation. Let's talk about some things. Yep, let's do it. Oh, let me talk. Let me talk. All right, Puzzle Pieces, we're here at a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. I say it all the time, tomorrow's not promised, so cuss them out today. I'm mm-hmm. going to go first because I feel like, Josh, we have a lot that you want to kind of deal with. Do your thing, bro. Uh, is that okay? All right, so yeah, over the break, we, you know, uh, oftentimes uh, one of the biggest fights is for black people to, to be in spaces where we are usually um, qualified to be in, and the fight is usually to disqualify us from being in those spaces which we are qualified to be in by trying to find any small issue reason uh to disqualify us from those spaces it was actually funny because i was listening to an interview with michelle obama and she kind of outright said like we had to be perfect and there are things that other presidents did that came after my husband that if any of those things would have been real or true about us we wouldn't have been in the white house for two terms right um Within that, um, over the break, Claudine Gay, uh, I think the first president Harvard had ever seen, um, they wanted to do a probe regarding plagiarism, which in itself is, you know, how many people have plagiarized something, right, in their time, which plagiarism basically is is not citing something or or writing or doing something to where you're taking it as if it's your intellectual property or your thoughts, your ideas, and not properly crediting them uh, to whose actually it is. So we talked about Cat Williams recently about that, right? That the whole thing about plagiarism. So they had a whole probe, had a whole hearing, Capitol Hill, and to me, the lengths at which they would go to try to humiliate a black woman to get rid of her is not surprising. Um, It is, it's, it's to me, it's why would you go back and look at some articles from 2012, 2017, wherever they're from justifying reasons to discredit her. You know what I mean? Like that is to me, um, like it's not like you just let you 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 run into something. It's it's as if you're looking for something to to find. Um, 
it's kind of like uh, in the Bible also often talking about, oh, and they looked for trying to find ways to get Jesus, right? Or they looked to find ways to try to get Daniel, right? It's the enemy oftentimes trying to find ways. It doesn't just happen, right? It's not open, open stuff. It's literally, I'm going to try to find something to incriminate you, to make you a villain so that we can get rid of you. Which the crazy part about this is we have literally people sitting on the same Capitol Hill and, you know, who are trying to interrogate, trying to find ways to tear her down uh, or trying to find ways to tear her down who have incriminating inf- information and, and things about themselves floating out there, but they're still trying to find themselves, trying to throw through throw stones and stuff like that. So kind of find it, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. I, I used to say it's, I want to say it's disheartening, but it's not disheartening because I'm kind of desensitized to mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um desensitized to it because it's it it always happens and i don't want to seem like i am we don't win in situations like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right we don't win in situations like this and it's and it's always frustrating it's always annoying and oftentimes we always know what the outcome is going to be but it still doesn't negate the fact that it's still annoying and frustrating mm-hmm. that it continues to happen uh, and it is what it is. So that's my um, great conversation to all those people who saw a black woman being great and tried to find maybe some places and spaces where she made some mistakes, made some bad judgments, right? So now, even though she's the first black uh, person, now she's being labeled as the shortest president in the history uh, in terms of like her stint yeah. As a president of Harvard University, so it's like a black eye, and it's just it's annoying and frustrating. Absolutely agreed. Um, so many wrong things there. Like, if that was your concern, you could have done that probe prior to hiring her, because mm-hmm. I'm sure all those articles and stuff existed during her interview. Um, so it done. was just it was just a matter of, and then I think when they did the deep research, it wasn't even plagiarism. I think there was a site, something that she didn't cite accurately, in like mm-hmm. in a in a particular like writing format and that's how they tried to to get it but it wasn't like line for line copying mm-hmm. stuff she just didn't cite some passage in like its proper mm-hmm. form literally right. that was it bro um yeah. anyway so presidential elections are coming up and brian and i are probably getting our election bag like we did in 2020 who knows mm-hmm. but i do know is that likely biden is going to be the biden is going to be the democratic he is the incumbent, but he's going to be the nominee, right? God mm-hmm. forbid he dies or something, right? He's he's going to be the one. Because man of God is man. I think man of God cheats death every day, every day. So every day. So you know, we have to say that because we just never know with him. But right. over there on the Republican side, it's getting slim. DeSantis just dropped out. I, hopefully, yeah. that was the bruise to his ego that he needed. Um, that somebody to come in in Florida and wipe him out when it, when it's time for that to come again as governor. But now there's the only major contenders that's left is Nikki Haley and mm-hmm. former president Donald Trump. All right. We know what Donald Trump's MO is about. Um, we I just saw Tim Scott cooning all over the internet and just mm-hmm. made me at and what's funny is you're supporting Donald Trump when you were appointed as senator by then governor Nikki Haley. It's just the irony. Crazy. Yeah. And all of that. But anyway, Nikki is a pretty much an Asian American woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> her, her parents are Southeast Asian, or one of her parents, anyway. Um, and she's brown. Mm-hmm. She's white presenting. Yeah, 
And she's talked about on several occasions how um, she was teased for being brown, teased for her real name. Um, she has a very of Asian descent name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, wanna, I don't want to mispronounce it, but it ain't just Nikki Haley. Mm-mm. And she gets up in several contexts and talks about, she gives us erroneous facts around the Civil War and that it wasn't about mm-hmm. slaves and race. And then to say that America was never, Brian, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Never. N e v e r, as in at no point in time existed as a racist country. Mm. She said that America was never a racist country. She said that America was said never that. a racist country. That. But you were picked on as a child for being brown. Mm-hmm. Um, do we not know what redlining is? Do we not know what mm-hmm. Jim Crow laws laws not yeah. suggestions? Laws, mm-hmm. and they was like, well, because you know they they saw what was wrong, and they got a, a country that says liberty and justice for all, and all men are created equal. No, because they didn't consider black men as men; they didn't consider mm-hmm. black people as people. So when they wrote those statements, they weren't talking about the humanity of black and brown folks. Yeah. So you can't quote that out of context and say that this was written in a way because because your parents would not have been considered anything human in that day. Right. So America has been, America was founded on racism. The mere fact that a white man came over here and snatched land from indigenous individuals and say he found it, mm-hmm. but then they begin to come over here and take something that wasn't even theirs. It is built on the blood of racist and prejudice and xenophobic people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's America's history. That is her identity. And today right. we still wrestle with those same inconsistencies. So as much as I was, I wasn't going to vote for Nikki Haley in the in ever, ever. But what I will say is that it is so disheartening that someone, and this is why I have a problem with writing articles and stuff. This is why I always, when I call out stuff, I say black people. Because yeah, I have a yeah, problem yeah. with this BIPOC. Like, I understand it and I use it in my language as a DEI, yeah, yeah. you know, um, practitioner. But I specifically call us out as black folk because my struggle, like yeah. you BIPOC technically, and then you get out there and say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why I like to align myself and call out the, the 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 challenges and the things that we face as black men, black women, black black people, right? For for my non-binary family members as well, like black folk, because these are the things that we face, and this is what this is what uh, we have to fight up against every day. And it's people like Nikki Haley, whether she she won't be the Democrat, the Republican nominee, she might be the VP if Donald Trump gets over his ego, but VP candidate. But this is this kind of stuff that walks back progress this right. kind of stuff that walks back all the things we've been fighting for we've been pushing for um and it's just disheartening to see somebody like her in the spotlight to see somebody like her mm-hmm. um that wants to represent this melting pot of a country america is a is a crap fest right it is a right. dump it is a dumpster fire of a mess but at the same time it is this is where we are and we want representation that adequately reflects the true voice of of the American people, so to speak, whatever that means, and that is a very diverse. That is a very should be a very inclusive population, a non like a a, a a population that is not monolithic in nature at all by virtue of mm. race, origin, creed, culture, all these different types of things. So Nikki Haley um, ended like I'm I'm I, I'm not even we don't we don't even come from the same hood ancestry, but your mm. ancestors would be disappointed, and I wish. Um, my girl Kamala Harris will call it out more, being mm-hmm. that there is similar 
ethnicity there yeah. um, and be able to call that out in a way that suggests why all of those things are so wrong and so problematic to say and to put out there in the world. Yeah. Um, so you're literally choosing you're choosing a less racist name a less uh, cultural name. Yeah. Because you feel that your party won't vote for somebody who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's, that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the gag. Yeah. That's the thing. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to let it go. I got something else I want to talk about, but um, I'm going to let it ride. But that concludes the episode of the GSL podcast, first episode of 2024. Um, thank you all so much for hanging in there. Thank you all for being patient and waiting on us on this break. It was well deserved and well needed. And I'm uh, super excited about what this year has to come. Um, love y'all. Brian? We do. Um, continue to support. Well, we were glad to be back. Uh, continue to support, like, subscribe, share. Um, we have some, hopefully, um, I believe that, you know, now that we're back in these chairs and on these microphones, uh, we have some exciting things to talk about. Um, I'm excited. Hopefully, you're all excited. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, let us know at askthejigsawgmail.com. Hit us in the DM. Um, interact with uh, our social media teams are doing. Um, five stars and nothing at all. If you're going to rate us, leave some comments. Let us know how great this is. Uh, we do thank you all for the support. We know we'll be great without you, but we're greater with you. So thank you again. Um, before we head out, Josh, other people know what they need to do. All you can do is what you can, why you can, very best ways that you can. But in all you're doing, please, 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 please do not get caught with your work undone. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace.